0: Hey podcast friends! If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. Your profit margin should be 75%
1: of the entire project, so that should be a $3,000 job. Mm. Booking a job shouldn't feel like you've won a client. They should feel like they've won a production company Mm -hmm. because they need to be super excited about it. Yeah, I learned early on that Google was my main source of where I need to be getting my business.
0: Hey, quick question before we get started. Would you like to win a free piece of clothing from Snowman Films and a 30-minute chat about your creative journey with me? I know that I would love to connect with you, and I know that I would have loved to talk with somebody who had experienced a similar path when I was getting started. So let's make it happen. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe to the Conversations with Creators podcast. Rate and review and share it in just five easy steps. First, write a review on your preferred podcasting platform and rate it. Five stars for good karma. Then, screenshot your review and share it on social media, tagging Snowman Films. Each month, I'll select one random winner to receive a free piece of clothing from our store and a 30-minute virtual coaching call with me. Again, subscribe, write a review, rate the show, screenshot that review, share it on social media tagging Snowman Films, and get entered into a drawing for that one-on-one virtual session with me and some free swag. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate you and I'm excited to see you in our one-on-one virtual call soon. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators.
1: So we're here in Denver. We are, yep. We're here in Denver. I am here in Denver. You're always here, man. Who's here? How far outside of Denver? Uh, like 15, 20 north. Okay, that's not bad. Um, uh, we're here on the shoot uh, with my company, Skipper Films. Uh, and I knew, uh, I knew Noah was local, so we reached out. So, you can help me out here because I need some people. Clear, i with the gig. Very thankful. Of course. Always, appreciative. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate appreciating good help. So, um, and while we're here, I wanted to talk with Noah because he had a question on his Facebook page about, you know, upscaling his business. And I, I know I just went through that process myself. So, I, I've, uh, I know, I know, he doesn't have to Dude. go through the, uh, the hassle of failing a bunch of time. <laughs> Hopefully he can, he and everybody watching this can get something out of this um, that might help them go forward. And some of it can be non-video specific, so it can apply to um, you know anybody out there trying their their hand at entrepreneurship uh, because it's it, it's going to be farther reaching than just here's how you shoot a good video. It's going to be more like here's how you deal with a client. Here's how you deal with a situation. Um, and those are those. are I mean, you make great content and the rest falls into place. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, know how to make a great video. Why can't you be up here instead of down here? Um, How you make your vision line up with what's actually happening and how do you get there? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so uh, I know you probably have a couple questions. Let's, uh, yeah, from the top. Um, So let's see. I mean, the main thing, so my current, I'm just going to be straight up honest. My current problem is
0: that I have uh, a lot of client work and a lot of uh, personal stuff and all that. And um, the I have so much work that I can handle it all myself, but it will take longer for me to A, deliver to clients, B, to actually get personal projects done over time because I need the money coming in first from the client projects, but then to keep up with my personal stuff. Um, and
1: See to uh, build out a team without, like, there a crazy amount of extra money. So, uh, there's, like, more than, like, I'm not like, oh, crap, I'm not going to make rent. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, I can make rent, but there's not a whole lot on top of that. So, try to figure out a, basically, a business plan on how to scale, bring on help, but at a, you know, a just starting level to where it doesn't make me broke. Try, the overhead isn't insane, but it still, like, helps light the load a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely a legitimate concern, uh, that I had the same ones couple, uh, a couple months and years ago. The bringing on a team shouldn't be, cons- shouldn't be an afterthought. Right. It shouldn't be, you take on a job, you do this and then you realize, oh crap, I need more people. I need more help. I need someone to edit this. I need, um, it, you need to be building that price in going forward. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't take on any projects thinking that I'm going to do this myself, I need to be able to charge the client and I need to be paying myself as a freelancer. And then the company needs to be making some money right off of that. So, um, if I, if I assume this is going to take three people and I'm one of those people, I don't discount that. Right. I pay myself what I'm worth. Um, and then the company gets the rest of the money. Um, but I also have in line an editor and I have, and I know that's, that's so far reaching because, you are trying to take on as much because that gives you more profit margin. Right. Um, that but, makes sense, though. Like, knowing that, you know, whatever... So, knowing from the start, like, whatever the lineup is, whatever, when you go in, if you know that, like, okay, this... Just making the decision, like, I'm not... So, say, editing. Because I, I can shoot mostly I For shooting, I can handle mostly myself. I bring on beards. T- I've brought up to like, six cameras on the side before something. I know how to bring on a camera team. Sure. It's mostly post-production of, like, how to... And then there's... So, that plus... Like I'm doing a lot of uh, stock video stuff right now. In fact, having somebody to be able to do the mundane stuff on that, doing stock video, like you're selling to, is- correct? Overselling okay. oh, you selling footage to stock video sites, having it, well, you know, well, putting it up on there, people are buying a churn. But like, I have a ton that's just sitting there. Okay, and I don't have time because of live projects to be able to like make that be profitable. I've never actually gotten into the stock. It's pretty decent, is it? Yeah, I'm, I've uh, I say I get seventy bucks coming in this month, That's and I have what not a lot of work. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a solid business plan, and for like a. It's always it's always so specific. Like, uh, whenever I look for stock footage, it needs to be like woman with medium to short hair sipping coffee near the window on her right side. Like, you have to get so specific. Literally, how do you name it? I know. Oh, it's the... Really, and that's why it needs to live really fucking... Because it's, it's, like... It's the biggest pain in the ass to, like, tag it correctly and make, like... Yeah. Say, you know, parkour action clip. Like, young athletic man in black shirt bolts through concrete environment and does it back. Like, it's just... It's so detailed. Sure. And to do that, you know, to me, I'm, I'm not sure... I, I'm yelling or order to blow out the audio. No, anyway. <laughs> um, to right. not get that specific, but then also... Uh, to do that you basically to make it a good thing you have to have like 100 clips yeah so to do that 100 times is just insane that yeah. um that's so then you have to start looking at um i mean what is your date rate so you take your day rate and is it worth you sitting around right. all day um for 70 bucks a month right a whole day just to name all these clips and and i've done that like i figured out the hard way, several different aspects of my business that just weren't worth it. Mm-hmm. And even though it was making some money, um, I figured that sacrifice a little bit now for hopefully I agree to return later. That's, that's the nice main thing on and I'm not it is and nothing to get rid of this aspect house. of business if you you have faith in it. If you've seen there's a door there's a plan for it. For okay. Me. There's a lot of I think that I, I have a hunch that what I'm doing with it can work. Yeah. But it's that passive
0: like do a bunch of work up front and then we you know market it and and do it correctly to where it can really come back in the future yeah and that's part of the problem is is um and it's it's hard because it's like trying to plan for future as well as current because part of like a decent amount of projects that i have right now
1: are doing like so like i'm doing some some video courses basically with different people and uh i'm getting paid up front for filming and then i'm basically saying okay i'll take percentage of sales for editing because i believe that this will be a, a big thing in the future yeah um so it's like one of those it's hard to, and and that's by the way I've, I've done that a bunch of times like we do kickstarter videos a lot um and i've said you know give you a deal now <laughs> uh, basically at cost what it takes us to make it and then all the profit comes in uh as a percentage of what the Kickstarter raises. Uh, I've Lost my Kickstarter. Yeah, and Kickstarter is hard. It is hard. And we've had successful Kickstarters and yeah. not successful. Um, and the successful ones all seem to be, you know, we'll pay you what you. We'll pay you whatever a video costs and not include you in the. Because uh... they, they understand it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they they understand what the constitutes yeah, is they just want to deal with something later. Yeah, and those are the ones, unfortunately that have been successful usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. It, I, I'm okay with that because as long as I'm getting paid for the video, I don't want to get too greedy. I don't want to get too right. ahead of myself and um, spend, it, it all comes down to what your time is worth because I don't want to spend all my time worrying about this Kickstarter and trying to promote it and do all these. Yeah. No, not no, it's really supposed to do. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And not, not that's in your wheelhouse. Not that you're comfortable with. And, right. Just because you believe in the project. Yeah. Um. So, Let's go back to work the original question. So how you basically are saying how to scale at a, you know, you build cost into the original price. Uh, here's a great question to, to kind of piggyback off that. What is so say, uh, okay, so my day raised 500. And what would you, if you were bringing on say another editor Yeah. Uh, to edit it, but you also want to make profit yourself from the editing process, what pers- like what's the breakdown of, what you do on this? So, um, here's how my pricing works. Um, my company charges almost exclusively project rates. Not day rates, not hourly rates, not anything. We'll break it down. We'll say you'll get half a day of filming, three days of editing. It's probably only going to take one. A yeah. uh, couple of revisions. Uh, and we're going to charge enough that if something goes wrong, we're still not covered you know, we're we don't have to send them a bill afterwards saying, Hey, it actually extra extra hours. So here's here's the bill. I don't if I the way I view it, if I can't afford a small hiccup like that, which happens all the time, then I'm not charging enough. For it. Um and I know it's such a cliche to just say raise your prices, uh, till you're happy. Um, uh, that's almost what it is, but you have to get you have to work your way up there. Um uh, I would I mean, I would experiment with possibly doing a project, rate. Right? Say, um, and, and make sure internally you're building all that. So, yeah, no, yeah, say Not completely. Your your day rate shooting is 500. You, uh, if you want to pay an editor, reach out to a couple of editors. where well, what their, what day their rates, rates are, is. and then add percentage on top of the company on that. Basically, or you, well, so so I I figure out what my expenses are first. So my expenses are even if my day rate's 500, that's going to be an expense because that's taking money away from the company and giving it to myself um so it's going to be 500 plus an editor say it's three or four maybe 300 dollars a day or 400 dollars a yeah. day um and so our, our we're at 900 and then what else might we have do we have rental cameras do we got to rent whatever do i have to get a do we have to rent a spot to shoot this video do we have to is there you know, do you have to park for 25 bucks? Right. You know, say, okay, so you're at $1,000 now, um, just with various expenses that it might cost to to make this video. That's your expense. Mm-hmm. You're at that price. You're not making any money. Right. Even though you're making $500, your company's not making any money. Right. So um, a, a healthy margin is uh, 75%. So you triple what you're, and so that, that should be a 39% on top. Um, it's so, it, so your profit margin should be 75% of the entire project or I mean, um, uh, no. you, well, I don't know if 75%, Maybe but I always try to triple. So that should be a $3,000 job. Mm. Um, and that extra $2,000 goes straight to the company that lets you buy gear that lets you buy. You don't have to that's That's Yes. You don't have to. Yeah. That's Why? been my biggest struggle, man. Yeah, it's like getting getting any extra money, cause like I've been, i I mean, from what you basically said up here, I've been scraping by. I've been with, yeah. with cause that's like you know, I I get yes is more for. But your you're going to get your your five hundred dollars, right? I, I'm living, I'm paying rent, but I'm not that yes. adding enough money to buy a lens when I need it. That's it's just a mindset switch. Yeah, it's uh, it's not anything that you have to do differently. Um, uh, the thing that did it to me is about a year ago, and it took me way too long to do this. Okay. Um. I got a business checking account. Mm-hmm. You know, before I, I, even though I was a, a Skipper Films Incorporated, you know, I was a legitimate business. I would say, "Can you make the check out to Billy Hughes so I can deposit it in my account?" They we'll <laughs> Exactly. I had one when I started, and it was with Wef- Spargo, Wef- and then it basically closed down because it was in the early days of where like, I sure no money at all. I've had one too, and yeah. it closed down, and yeah, then so I had to reopen one. And really, the way to do it is get one solid client that's going to give you. You know, a couple thousand dollars that's going to meet the minimum because a lot of them are like you have to have $2,500 in it, minimum for 90 days, like the 90 day average, um, in order to keep that account. Yeah. So, um, what you need to do is once you get a a fairly big job, put all that money in there Mm -hmm. um, and just have that as your buffer. And the things that the thing that has helped me go from month to month to actually having some cash stored away for things because uh, now you know, booking travel to Denver, I do that before the client gives me money now. because it saves me time. It saves me money. I don't have to wait till the last minute now, um, and I don't have to hound in less stress for a deposit invoice before I get the regular invoice. yeah. so I have money to be able to travel to Denver and that way I just get all the money at the end and just pay myself yeah. Um, but either way, once it when the money's in your personal checking account, your mindset is this is my money i get to use it i'm gonna spend it uh when it's in your business account you don't actively think about spending it all the right time, and you pay yourself what you need right uh, and you can make as many you know transfers as you want but for some reason that that's small and this isn't for everybody but this is for me that small uh action of transferring money from my business to my checking account seems to be like a big old hassle and it's I don't want to do it more than once a right, month. Right. So I only give myself, you know, I only pay myself what I need for that month, and yeah, I need to save the rest. Um, and I'm not a saver. I, I am horrible at saving money. Me too. Much is not great with a child and wanting to buy a house eventually. All <laughs> oh, right, totally. Um, but but yeah, the right. fact that I have this now, I'm saving. Money no, I had just the mindset of this is the business is money used for business expenses be i mean i personally want beer too but like it's a it's for the business specifically that helps yeah and everything's a business expense like there's there's almost everything in your life is is going to be a business expense because you're a small business you're doing things to promote yourself um but the uh interesting so that's actually that could be a really easy thing with so like we got coffee this morning um having a personal Debit card and a business debit card. It just you can just use yeah the business act you, when you know why are you yeah. here? You're here to shoot a to shoot radio with me. This is absolutely a business yeah. trick for you. Never use your personal card. Yeah, um, I mean you can, not but I'm it, I'm not saying these are absolutes for when, way you listen to. With that, you can know. When it comes to taxes, you can know like literally it's just a just oh a I mere mean, just higher. Here's the baby. Yeah, here's what here's what I'm writing off. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to scour as much. Yeah, um, hundred percent. No, I'm, I I need because I just wait. I've this year alone, I've left so much money on the table um, for that. We'll get to this later. But do you have somebody doing your taxes? Or are you doing them yourself? Uh, I'm. I was doing them myself. I'm moving to somebody doing them with the family. Get somebody. Um, Get like a small business tax guy in, uh, who knows all about small businesses and not, it's not just H&R Block who's going, we're going through the corporate, so oh, going yeah. through the book. Not even more corporate, but just somebody like, he's like you and I, right? he owns his own business. He, mm-hmm. He's trying to, he's trying to get clients. Just what, Google small business taxes or something? But, um, yeah, I found my guy through a referral. Okay. Um, but, Facebook, I'll ask Facebook. Yeah. But for, <laughs> he, what they'll do is they'll let you know um, things that are specific to you and not specific to – because they're not right, regular H&R block. They're going to look at the book, and they're going to give you the same role that they give a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. doesn't apply to both because you know, if you're not making as much money as this Fortune 500 company, um, things change a little bit. It's not just across the board. But either way, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, the uh As far as the, the – going back to the budget uh yeah the video itself right right um if you're not in the position in charging three thousand dollars for this video um start getting there so right now you're at a thousand dollars of expenses minimum yeah don't charge less than you know that 1500 don't leave your house for less than fifteen hundred. right right um and then start raising that start uh, once you um get new inquiries? Like, how are you getting inquiries? All word of mouth? Yeah, pretty much all word of mouth. I was actually, that's actually the good way that I was asking, your website is fantastic. I need to work on mine a lot. Yeah. And do, do you get a lot of business through the website or? Um, it's 100% through my website. Wow, okay. Um, I'm about 30, 90, 90 whatever. It's um, my website, Two and a half a half years ago is when, almost three years ago actually. Um, I redid my website and it was like a single page scroller. Everything was on the front page. It went all the way down the bottom. It took a minute to load. It was, it looked great once it loaded. But so I started realizing that there were things that I just wasn't doing it right. And we hired this marketing company that I lost my ass on. Like we paid them 1500 bucks a month. And I was like, the only other thing I spend that much money on is my mortgage. And I'm not comfortable with this at all. They gave us zero business. The one piece of advice that they did give us is with your website uh, I needed to divide out that front page into as many subpages as possible I, see I needed it exactly I needed a page for um, my team my about us uh, corporate video weddings um, 360 video aerial video 4K video all of your offerings then make a blog every week every two weeks make a blog post about you know, what's going to make your corporate video the best what's gonna... and in each of these pages i write the words washington dc video production mm-hmm. video production washington dc washington dc video production virginia video production maryland video production video production companies washington dc those are all my keywords those are my main keywords because that's what's being searched in washington dc even mm-hmm. most when people are looking for a production company that's actually a huge thing that i want to skip over is it's not about, because I did this when I first started. I was like, oh, when I search Snowman Films, I come up on the first page of Google. Of course you do, go. You're the only one, exactly. The only Snowman film. It, what, the, what you want to get to is the first page of Google when you search Washington, D.C. video production. Dendro video production. That's a exactly. lot harder. We're not Nike yet. People, no. aren't, people aren't searching us by brand. Exactly. They're searching us by genre, by by service. So,
0: what the best video production company. You're not going to enter in Snowman Films.
1: You're going to enter in... Video production, Denver. And we all I didn't use yet. If we only had the answer, if we're already searching for some snowman fellows, we don't need Google. Do. <laughs> exactly. Um Google has been the biggest player in how my business has grown cute. and it's not going to be for everybody. Some people, you know, like for wedding photographers, they, uh, they almost rely solely on the nut because there's thousands of them. There. Every market. We use and the nut for weddings. So. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the nut's going to be good for selling weddings, um, wedding wire, there's outlets like if you wanted to be a freelance guy, um, and we also have to get into the difference between treating yourself like a freelancer versus a business. Yes, um, if you want to be a freelance guy, Production Hub is decent. It's like fifty bucks a month, but you get maybe one, one or two big jobs. Uh, Do it? I okay, can't see you without my spectacles. <laughs> yeah, looks nice. Everybody wears glasses. Uh, you search screens all day. The oh. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yes, treating yourself like a freelancer versus a business—that I think is, in terms of like, how do you get to the next level as a hack? I think is the mindset change of that is huge. It is love, beauty in it. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, if you're treating yourself like a freelancer, you're charging your people day rates, like I like a about a budget. You want to give them the entire production. You don't want to give them your hours. It's not the hours you put into it. It's what you put into the hours. It's going to be a project rate um, for the entire thing because our Skipper Films is a new tagline, and I'm super happy about this, is just press play. All you have to do is just press play once you get this video. Like, you hire us, and then you press play. Those are your only two things you have to worry about. Easy for the customer. Yes, exactly. They don't want to have to figure out how many hours they should hire? Right. right, you know they're not video producers. I don't know how long this takes. You need to tell them how how long it takes. You need to be the professional. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the you know, there's obviously going to be maybe a couple rounds of revisions on the final video, but you need to start talking to this client as if you're the authority. You don't you don't want to booking a job shouldn't feel like you've won a client they should feel like they've won a production company mm-hmm. because they need to be super excited about it. Yeah. Um, if I have, which is nice, I have that energy on clients already. Awesome. But it's, I, I, I hear what you're saying because I've, I've been trying to figure out as I'm sure everybody has with our, I, you know, I started with hourly and then I moved to day rate, half day, full day. And now I told that I understand with, Building in the cost of so like literally because I've been doing, oh yeah, it's this much for filming, this much for editing. Yeah. I should just say it's this much for the project. Yeah, because then I can worry about buying internals, so this much for the video. Yeah. I can worry about the internals and build the expenses in, which helps actually build the business. Yeah. And yeah, because I've I I love what you said in I saw the comment thread on Sean's thing when you were like, uh there it started with and a lot of people are still at. You know, they're buying a video from Billy versus Skipper Phil, unless the company is giving them a video, which is a lot different. Right. It's because um, <laughs> there's more people involved. That's why I And, as as and the point of that thread was I was just trying to present a different uh, mindset because we were uh, talking about should Sean have a, a professional page or if he should be posting his professional work on his personal page. Right. Um, my take on it was if you're trying to promote yourself as the brand versus trying to promote your brand. Personal brand versus company. Right. If you want people to be hiring uh, Billy or Noah for the work that they do personally, obviously put it on your personal page. If you want to be promoting snowman films, skipper films, then you want to have that separate brand and start saying we and not me. Yes. Um, yeah. That's something I've been going back and forth on because it's like I saw, I did we for a while and then I was just, you get back in the habit just, oh, I've undid this today. It's like, no, we, even if it was only new in the room, the company itself is, I'm not even saying on Facebook, like Facebook is one thing you can, you can talk however you want on Facebook. Right. Uh, I'm just talking about when you're talking to clients. Oh, yeah. Always, uh, the yeah. Always, yeah, always, yeah. Even, yeah. Just because you're more than you you're stone man films which is a shooter an editor maybe a couple shooters right uh people helping uh it, it's it's becomes a production rather than just you as a freelancer okay. if it's just you you're a freelancer you're paying yourself 10.99s from all the different companies and that's it you're just you're just getting your day rate right um and people make a living off of that but they can't grow because the day rate will always be 600 yeah, because you can't grow past your day rate. They can... And at least whatever market you're in, you, there's, a, there's a certain limit you The way you grow with day rates is you do more days. Um, you, you can do 365 days at 600 bucks. That's awesome. But if you want a vacation, if you want to kind of have a comfortable lifestyle, if you want to go home at the end of the day and be with your family, then you need to raise your prices. And that's kind of like the the down and dirty of it. You need to raise your prices, but we have to get to that point. We have to figure out how to raise up prices properly. Um, Some of the things, how do you close the gap on higher prices still getting yeses? Right. Yeah. The only difference between where I was and where I am is, uh, I I think it's going to be from a visibility standpoint. So more people are seeing me on Google. And as I start going up the ranks, in work on content, more work on SEO. I'll well, just the yeah. To... Once I got on the front page of Google, people see me and the top five or six video production at yeah. More calls to it, and you get a ton more calls. But not only do you get well, you st- probably got the same amount of calls when I was on the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth page. Sure. Well, not the sixth. Quite. <laughs> um, like the second page, I was getting a lot of calls, but second page is where only eight percent of people search. Right. 92% of the people find their pick on the front page that 8%, although that's still a ton of people. Um, they're looking for the $500 work the $700 work. Yeah, it's not work. Um, and they'll pay you your day rate. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the people on the first page can be anywhere from still looking, you know, still just hopeful people looking for a $500 video brush company all the way up to someone looking for a $60,000 commercial. Sure. Because there's people like that in every market. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you can scale up a production almost unlimited because you can add more people, you can add more lights, you can add more everything to make it look nicer. Um, a great little tip that I uh, I occasionally still watch uh, Chase Jarvis, and he said that the there's always so much you can scale a day rate, but when you when you get to very high level productions, you can add a creative feat. So like a you're you're using you're, you have hired us onto this because you want my creative input here I'll my creative fee for that ten thousand dollars. Exactly. And when you get to this higher level, I mean I, I've actually put together budgets. I haven't done a, none of the master projects came through, but I was to the point of putting in bids on them to where it was, you know, a fifty thousand, a ten to fifty thousand dollar budget yeah. on a single project. So they get to that level, right? And it's not necessarily you're adding that in as a line item, so but the more line items you have that you deliver to a client, the more people are going to question it. The more people are going to look in this and sure. Uh, can we only get this? They'll they're look at it like a menu and say, I only want this, this, and this. Yeah. I'm like, without that, that, and that, you don't have a video. We need this. So you need to start convincing them and then they're doubtful. Right. That's why I only do the one project price. I only give that one price that has all of this stuff. That way, if they start picking it apart, I mean, you can it's, that's interesting actually so if you get so for a client like prospective client if you that they see the one price and they start asking you about the specific parts of it how do you like do you what do you do with that um it, it's uh i kind of explain it like it's it's one big machine and all these cogs are moving each other um because like i said if they're asking about you know it if it's a day rate thing, like if they say, okay, well, it's this here, you're built in two days. Can we just do one day maybe? I, I would say, yes, we can scale that back, but we would have to sacrifice a little bit. Um, it would sacrifice the quality because we'll have to rush a little bit more on the first day. And if they're okay with that, they're okay with that. We're doing less work, so we should get paid less money. That's totally fine with me. Um, I just don't like nitpicking about... Um, when they come to you and be like, "I see that you're using the Sony A6300 cameras, or the Sony A7S cameras. We use the A6300 cameras because those seem to be less smutty on your on your thing." And be like, "No, no, that's it. Kind of, that's that's, a, that's another huge thing is the ability to say no. Even within you know when when there's a when they are already a yes, and then they're trying to break it down. That's a, that comes back to being the expert. And Me like, listen, you want this? This is how we get it." Right. And it's either a yes or a no from there, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's all moldable and you can always take, as long as you have them on the line, just have a nice, very professional discussion. Oh, yeah. They're talking to you as if you're the professional, which you are. So if you need to explain it, um, one of the things that I do with clients before they, before they even talk about pricing or booking us. I start rattling off ideas that they can use like creative ideas. Yep. Here's how your video, here's how your video should look. Um, and that's something that a lot of my competitors don't do because they think they're giving away, uh, all this information to take to a cheaper production. Like, no, like what the, they're not, no, that's well, they're not going to do that. It, I mean, for people in the old business state of mind, see that as a threat because yeah. oh, I can't give away the, these industry secrets and not until you pay me. Um, But the way I see it is if I give away all of this knowledge, all this information, tell them exactly what I plan to do with their video and how I'm going to make it great. Um, I'm the only one who's done that in their list of video production companies that they're fighting with. Um, And they're going to look at me as the professional. They're going to be like, well, I like this guy because he has these ideas. Not because now we have this awesome list of ideas that we can use and get cheaper money for, but we can we like the fact that he's come up with these ideas on the spot. Like yeah. that's one of my that's I feel like that's one of my strong suits is I can talk to clients and start coming up with cool ideas and think creatively with them on the line and then have them go, Whoa, I love that idea. And then once I hear them say, Whoa, I love that idea. I know I've got that. Yeah, all all we have to do is figure out with the price. Yeah, is exactly. You go from there and kind of, so it's actually, I, uh, it was something that uh, I watched a long time ago. called it is from Ramit Setsi He has actually got the briefcase technique. Yeah. And it's, I literally will bring, for, for new clients, I will bring a backpack or bag or something. Previously to the meeting, I've already done my homework. I've looked at their website. I've looked at, okay, all we good. This isn't good. You can fix this. Here's, and so you look at their problems and then you can look, how can I fix their problems? Literally make a project outline of like, here's our plan. Here's the project I want to do with a couple visuals from their logo, make them feel included. And then I, I, come up to them with, tell me about yourself, tell me about your company. I already know all this shit because I've done my research. They tell me, I say, okay, cool. I agree with that. And I had a couple ideas and you just open up your briefcase, whatever the bag is, and you pop down these two things and you start going through your ideas with them that are very like, we're going to do brain video. We're going to do all this different stuff. And that's where they're just like, oh my God, like you've, you have this whole, I, I would say like from here to a year from now, like right this consistent content plan and it just blows them away. Yeah, you impr- once you impress them exactly with how much you know and almost confuse them to a point of mm-hmm. I need this guy because I do so well. My head, I'm yeah. so bad in my head and what we need um, that we need somebody on board with us throughout this entire year to be talking to them, you know how we you know, how we can use this video. The way I talk to my clients, the way I present my work, our work. Is I I I don't say that I am do they're gonna be spending this money on a video I say they're gonna be investing it I don't say that yes uh, I don't say that my goal is ever to you know just do the video and be done with it I want always talk about it as a return on investment you want to give them this video so that video can make them tenfold what they spent exactly if they spend five grand on a video I want them to make fifty grand worth of comparables yeah. whether that that's you know new clients and new whatever they do if they're selling products they sell more products and uh the video word. is value to them and have it be and again i i love would say you're not spending this money you're investing it because a little content being king video content especially with context they're investing in them they're in bed it's it's going to come back to them almost totally. Uh, totally um using that word is huge yeah and the reason i started and i got you know Four years ago is when I got the FS700. Great camera. It's my favorite. So I'm shooting on right now. I it shoots 4K if you have, you know, the attachment when you did it. But the, I never, I had never hooked it up and actually shot 4K with the FS700. And since then I've upgraded all my stuff to 4K. I shoot mostly on, you know, Sony A7S um, A6300 then FS5 and, and that kind of stuff. And that's been a huge investment. But the first thing I did once I got the FS 700 is said we have the ability to shoot 4K. Yes, yeah. that was four years ago. Interesting. So you said the ability to shoot 4K, but you still haven't shot 4K on it. But right. because that's that's awesome. I say no, I've said no to clients on 4K. Why? I don't just because I don't have. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Upset. Upset. Yeah. I mean, oh. oh so uh, what is it going to cost you to shoot 4K? You got to buy the 400 dollars license, right? So make the they increase by four hundred. and then you gotta rent like an Odyssey Seven Q. Yeah, and that's probably if they want four K, they can pay for you to upgrade and your. And that's and that's a uh, you know that's hundred fifty dollars for a yeah. rental for an Odyssey Odyssey Seven Q. Then you have four K. So, I that's such a damn good point. I totally have the ability to do four K. Absolute within a, within a week or so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that absolutely. You get your clients to buy gear. Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah, hundred percent. And they as want as they would. If they want something, if they're coming to you with something specific, they understand that they're going to pay for it. Right. If they just want a video, just do whatever you can to make it efficient and cheap. Then you know that you can't go out buying gear. But they say, I have an idea for a video, and I need it to be in 4K, and I need it to be shot on a Sony fs file I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Here's what's going to cost. You got to pay for this. Yeah. That's actually so way before when I when I first done my T three I which is whatever I actually ran the business for a couple years on that. Oh totally. which T two hell yeah. yeah. That's how I started. <laughs>
0: so you start anywhere. But I remember doing way back in the day the parkour from scratch tutorial. Yeah. We actually that was originally a paid thing from a client that turned into our own project over
1: time. But what I set it up was is I didn't have I had like a little point shoot thing, but I was like, Hey, um, I and this is way before even showman films was a thing, or right. I think anyway. Uh, I told him, Hey, like, you know, you could either pay me money, or instead of paying me, you can get me this camera because it was about comparable. Yeah, and that was, but that was like, sure. I'm just saying for people starting out, that's an option. Like, hey, if you want this project, get me this camera, and I'll shoot that. I'll, sh- I'll have that to shoot on it for you. That's when you just, just we did. yeah, and let me get into that. Yeah, but let's go back. So, When I started saying, we have the ability to shoot in 4K, I made a separate page for 4K, and I put 4K on my website, and it's 4K everywhere, saying we have the ability to shoot 4K, because I knew that this is where it was going. Right. Um, 3D kind of uh, fizzled out a bit, that we thought that that was gonna be the next thing, but 4K, increasing resolutions, that's the easiest way to scale a technology in media. Um, So what I did is I put it on my website, thinking that hey it might be something but it costs me nothing to add that into my website so i did yeah um three four years later once we started you know realizing our seo and and figuring out where we are on search engines when you search video production washington dc i was on like six page page six or whatever but if you search 4k video washington dc I was number one, two, three, and four. Oh, my God. I, to I had no idea this was going to happen, but I've had it listed, and it's just been sitting on my page for four years because when I first got that, I just said I had the ability to shoot 4K. That's right. It's in my place with that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's odd. Awesome. It's it's all about the long beat. Yeah, that's, volum- cool. that's great. Uh, and uh, so what I want to transition into from that is um, these small moves that you can make <laughs> to eventually build into something much much bigger it's like uh it, it's just this domino effect you've seen they someone takes a domino that big and it hits the next one that's twice as big yeah it's yeah, the next yeah. one strikes and eventually, all of a sudden it's yeah it, it's pushing down something 20 feet tall yeah. um that's kind of what you can do in video production and really in any business to uh to grow but um when i first started i started with um I was working at the Marriott in Chantilly, Virginia. Um, I was doing audiovisual work, you know, setting up I was setting up audio systems for conferences and for general um I I had an interest in video already. I was shooting parkour videos, and I wanted to uh, somehow merge that a little bit. Right, I was shooting on just like a Panasonic Handy Cam. Um, and I wanted to, this is right, you know, we're right after the DSLR revolution where, you know, all of a sudden you just shoot great video with DSLR DSLR cameras there. Um, uh, one of the clients, and i had been making, you know, just fun videos all the time. Uh, but one of the clients that came into the Marriott, they said, we want a cool video to, to start our conference with. So, you know, they talked to me and they said, hey, can we make this cool like parkour video to start the conference that, uh, and it's actually probably still one of my favorite videos that I made um, and it was uh, just a parkour video of somebody like arriving at their office realizing the conference was all the way over here in Shantilly. Um and yeah you know, guys, be, I remember that one yeah somebody walked into an empty office is like and he looks at his phone he gets an alert says Dilly conference today I'm like they So he starts yeah. the parkour, jumps into a car and found, drives in, jumps out, starts flipping. And then he arrives at the door of the conference. He opens it. And then that's where the person enters the actual conference. Like, Oh, I'm going to take my seat now. Yeah. The arrived um, thing. That was the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the start yeah. of their conference and it was a huge hit. That's awesome. So that company, which is a huge, huge company. Yeah. I just so happen to have that in with them because they were a client of the audiovisual department at Marriott. Um, they they saw that and they paid me directly for that because that wasn't an, an offering of the audiovisual company. Right. So what that did is like, well, I need I don't have anything to edit this on. So they paid me fifteen hundred bucks for that video, which was huge. Oh yeah, of course. That paid for my first Mac laptop. So I can edit it. Investment right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um from there they hired us um to shoot another job for the same company. Um, and I brought the whole tribe out to San Diego and we shot a video on the deck of the USS Midway. And it was so cool. And they paid for um, a camera. So 100% of the money is going directly to my gear investment yep. the beginning. Um, and I know this is a long story. Uh, oh, it's great. I love that the, the beginning is huge. The, uh, it, from there, the meeting planner who put on these conferences um, that I now had a great relationship with because that's who I was dealing with for their audiovisual and for these videos. Um, I'm getting married. Dude, I can shoot your wedding video. Where I've already proved to you that I can shoot a video. Um, so she said, can you do 500 bucks? Yeah, show sure, my hat. It was a 16-hour day. Uh, it took me forever. And <laughs> it was, I was just so upside down in, in that, but I still made 500 bucks, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I took that video put it on a, you know, put it on a website and start promoting it. Hey, we do weddings now. And I booked my next wedding from (laughs) that. one of the bridesmaids from that wedding books me for this. And then all of a sudden I'm, that's how it works. I'm building. That's how it works. Um, and so that was kind of the uncontrolled version of that story. The control version of how you can grow is, um, I, I am a part of a whole bunch of different video production boards on Facebook. Um, some of these guys are old school, you know, they've been in the production business for 30 years. They saw back in the nineties and the eighties where, uh, people would pay 30 grand for a commercial and Mm -hmm. it sucks. Um, and now they've seen this recession hit in 2009. And then all of a sudden they're trying to, they're now back to just charging day rates and, you know, they don't see how it's growing from here. They see something like three sixty video come along and they're like, it's just a fad. It's going to fizzle out just like 3d video, uh, 360 and drone, uh, yeah, and drones—it's it's huge. And, and they're just like, it's this is nothing. Like it's just gonna fizzle out. I'm not gonna spend money on something stupid like this. I see that as an opportunity. I got so what I did is I had a friend who bought like a Ryko Theta, like a little 360 camera, up, shot crap video, and I went to Marriott, who was one of my first clients because hey, worked in a Marriott, how everything pieces together. Yep, and I. Told my contact at Marriott, hey, can we shoot? You know, it's free. Can we shoot a uh, 360 video of your lobby? Yeah, Yeah, so so going back to an old client when you have something new to offer and say, and literally just saying, hey, I want to play around with this. Can I can give you free content if I can get if I can get use of this? either yeah. here's the succession, and, um, find the camera to borrow for free. Go to the go to the client who can use this for free. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot the video, edit it yourself, take that, put it on your website in a new site that's skipfilms.com slash 360 videos um, saying, hey, we now offer 360 video. Here's an example. Right. Um, I put that on the website and, and since it was so new at the time um, and all the video production companies are poo-pooing I'm like, this isn't going to be anything. This is stupid. This is a fad. Don't waste your money. I went ahead and put it on my website. I went all in and in two weeks, um, I got a call from the Uni- University of Maryland saying we want to shoot 360 video of our uh, flash mob that's happening in there at their basketball. Great, difference 360 video, yeah, all the way around. Yep. You have to just you see what's going on all the way around the stadium. Yep. So that job paid enough to buy my next rig. To buy a rig, um, I had I had like two GoPros, so I bought another two GoPros, and then. So one of my friends lent me another two GoPros and I bought one of those six GoPro rigs. Um, and I, you know, got the software that stitches it all together, 360 video. And that paid for the Like it took two weeks for me putting it on my website for the reach number one on Google because everybody else is not as are buying in. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that I was first, um, kept me up there, cost me nothing. I, I didn't pay any money to get up there. Right. Um, all of a sudden I'm getting a call from the University of Maryland. And from there, I've now I mean I've gotten like two of my biggest jobs. One hundred percent three sixty video. There you go. I mean, just booked one with Stanford Children's Hospital in uh, Stanford in San Francisco. And like my biggest job to date is this job, and it's all three sixty video. And what that's paying for is a new 8K uh, six-camera ring. There you go, with a um, a giant production RC car that's meant to carry gimbals. Cool. Um, so you really know, like, you're still gonna drive it down. God, that's. See, that's okay. Cool. So like taking 360 video to like the next level, and like you know. Cause that's what you—that's what yeah you do hundred percent yeah, and that's not even my core competency. Right? No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just it's like <laughs> an offshoot. <laughs> but it's being current. It's, it's understanding trends and being current with like what it's I didn't even understand it. <laughs> that's just yeah. That's just even rumors. Just like oh, this is a new thing I've heard of. I should try it out. Three sixty video. I knew it was cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I did. I didn't know how long it was going to last. I don't see people going like this with their phone anymore. They scroll through it. But I think it's uh. One of the new cell phones has a 360 pano option now. Um, Yeah, most iPhones, if you do a panoramic, it'll... does load at least 180. It'll be like 270 or something. Yeah, but still, like, it's definitely... So, so what I'm getting from that, which is cool, is basically um, through the website and stuff that you can do yourself. um, Low cost, like, just do the, the... Instead of going out and trying to find the clients is investing in yourself and telling your story and doing that in the proper SEO way to bring the clients to you. I learned early on that Google was my main source of where I need to be getting my business. Uh, like I said, every different market has, or every different offering has their own way of where people find you. If you are looking for a wedding photographer, you're going to the knot. If you're looking for a wedding video you you going to the knot. If you're looking for a freelance video guy, you're yeah. probably going to a production hub. And there's probably two or three other. Yeah, production hub, you got um there's a couple. Let's see. I actually I do want to list them off just for people listening. Yeah. Um I have a I have a keep talking. Yeah, so so you have all of these different outlets designed specifically to find the right person. You know, if you want to find the best Chinese food restaurant, you're going to Yelp. Um my thing was Google, and it's unfortunately the hardest thing to figure out because there is no guide to Google. There is no way to figure out Google. Um, but I knew that, uh, and I, all all I took was me putting myself in my client's shoes. If I was a big company and I wanted to find the best production company in the area to make our commercial, where am I going? Am I gonna am I gonna find this obscure website that you know like Thumbtack? Am I gonna go on Thumbtack and try to find somebody for for fifty bucks? Probably not. Yeah. If I have the, if I really want something tangible, I'm gonna go to Google and type in just like literally everything in my else in my life. I'm gonna go to Google. I'm gonna type in what I want. Right. Yeah. That's how Google. And I'm gonna find it on the first page. So I knew early on my goal was first page Google. I just even even first if you can get like first five results on Google, then you're in business. Uh, yeah, first five results is huge. Yes. Just cross. What set so are you right now on the first it, five or six? I'm going back for the fight. I mean, you're you're middle of the page tops. I, me being a, uh, so, a year ago I was a one man band. Uh, yeah. res- okay, that's wow. So it's
0: been really recent. Yeah. Real, real uh, fast before we move on too much. Do I have I have for you guys? Um, I can even list them. My right bread next to me if if you want. For freelance work, people looking for just freelance. You got production hub. This is all.com production hub, uh, find film work, production beast, media match, and staff meetup. Uh, some of those are free. Some of those are paid. It's hard to break
1: into it because you have people that have been doing it for 10 years that are like five star rated and you have to work your way up like anything else, but that will give you a place to start to see actual jobs coming down the pipe that you could get rather than just, where do I get jobs? Those are your, that's your list. Um, The, uh, and that's weird. So I was just looking at kind of my um, pipeline from the last three, two and a half years. Um, This year, massive leap from the year before, but not as massive as um, it was two years ago. So I had a dip last year as I was attempting to (laughs) grow, and then all of a sudden it picked up. What happened was two years ago, I was taking every job under the sun for a thousand dollars, and I was doing two or three a week, just by bam, 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 bam. That's here right now. And I, w- I was like, wow, I actually made a lot more than I thought I did, but it was all going. To- Where's it going? It was all going to my personal account. I was yeah. spending heavy. Yeah. I just yeah, paying bills and buying bigger and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and then last year is when I made the change. I was like, I really have focus. I want this type of client. I want to stop doing this type of work and start doing more of this side of work. Yeah. And, um, and I'd raised my standards, um, more so I, I want to say I raised my standards and not my price, but because I raised my standards, I wanted to get a specific type of client doing promotional videos. I didn't want to shoot, you know, court testimonial reenactment videos. I just need yeah. you to come out for half an hour to shoot this truck driving by a 7 <laughs> I don't want to do that. Anymore. No, it's not fun. It's and funny where you, and that's a huge thing is... Really figuring, and that's actually something I did about a year ago, which helped me a lot. And I I need to redo it a little bit too because some a little bit of a story. Um, about a year, year and a half ago, I was doing
0: a lot of you know second shooter weddings. I was doing yeah, you know, I was I again taking everything yeah. And then I kind of re I refocused on personally. I love shooting movement. I love shooting parkour, dancing, all that stuff. So I
1: reached out to I bizdebbed a little bit. I reached out to Apex Denver. I reached out to a couple other places. I'm actually now, Apex Ever is one of my, my consistent clients working with Wolfpack Ninjas. They're awesome My Ninja Warrior stuff. And so refocusing that, all the current projects I have going, I'm psyched about. And they're, uh, you know, the, some of them are more well-paying than others, but it's all puzzle pieces to a larger thing. Uh, when I'm realizing as we're talking now too, and that's actually something: uh, how much just generally, how much parkour stuff? Do you do any parkour anymore? Right. Because so something I'm realizing, like literally right now, is that there's just no money right now in like so there's yeah, it's it's because it's coming out of people's pockets, right? Just like big companies aren't ejected. just like okay. you need to stop um, doing business out of your personal account. You need to find people doing business out of the business. Because, yeah. So, oh, yeah, you're uh, Companies, boss. So, it to be rather than B to C. Uh, business to business. Uh, uh, Gaze instead of me as a business, having a consumer or having a, uh, a person, a singular person. Right. As my client. How much money do you personally have to spend on a video? Exactly. They're always gonna- I don't have a ton of money to spend on a video. I make my own videos. Uh, but you have to find that the bigger budgets are going to be companies that have a marketing department right. have a marketing budget that um last year their marketing budget was printing banners that went all over the city that did this year and shit maybe a little bit but video content is so much more freaking it's power. it's apples and oranges yeah uh i i'm not gonna ever compare myself to a photographer or print media or anything like that sure. we're better i'm gonna say we're different yeah um the uh and and depends on the market. And that's a good mindset to always have is you're not better. You're different. Right. Um, You need to look at if you're in the media business, if you're in any sort of creative business, um, you need to start treating yourself almost like an artist. Um, And going back to how we budget things and how Picasso doesn't charge based on hours. He's just the bet. These paintings are, are, are going for millions of dollars because it's, art it's creative there is you don't have to charge it's an intangible right yeah. there's the creative fee. yeah um there is the the thing that you it allows you to charge way more because of the experience that you have the the look that you have people need to start coming to you and i, I know this isn't something you can do but the more and more you get well known, and the more you appear on google people need to start coming to you because they like your look your style. Uh, yeah. The budget has to come second. If they're talking to you because they like your style, that is yeah, 100% where you need So much more. Because then you're going to be able to make the stuff that's in your style that you enjoy making for client work, which is a big thing that I've tried with. And so that's, I mean, a thing that I'm pushing right now on Facebook. And I'm, I'm from this conversation, we'll be pushing it many other places. But I love, and I know inspiration is kind of hard because hard work is much Thank more you. useful. But the inspirational, like, positivity and, and heart and those kind of videos. I love making those. Yeah, and if I could get paid to make more of those, awesome, right? Like, great. Mm-hmm. Um, And then finding what you like to do and making that stuff and then getting yourself out, out enough because if you, if you make a bunch of one type of video and then people know you for that work, eventually somebody may hire you to make that type of video. Don't refine it too much, though. If I were to say I only make... Two-minute videos for uh, the hotel industry, mm-hmm. then I'll have five clients. Right, right. If I say I make promotional videos, I'll have unlimited classes because everybody's looking for some form of promotional video. So make it broad enough. And, again, you're going to have to do several different kinds of videos for probably low money to just, just to get a portfolio that has, okay. Uh, and early on, I would get people saying, do you guys do any of – this kind of work and i'd have to say sorry but we can right because i know we can it's easy enough i just haven't i have my saying i want right. i want this very specific type you're asked for it maybe you go make it and then you can come back and then say hey here's you know so, sound open up that right one of the biggest thing and i'm still struggling with this a little bit is animation motion graphics um and putting people, on a guy right people would come to me and say uh do you guys do motion graphics, animation, like fully animated videos. And I would have to say, no, but we can. And I would just, you know, outsource it and whatever. But I would lose that contract to somebody who does, Mm -hmm. who has it in their portfolio. And every time I would lose a big contract like that, I would make a change. I would say, okay, well, I need to get on staff, a guy to make videos. And I will add that in for free to my next video, just to have an example on my website that the next time this comes in, I can point and say, yeah, it's like this one. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of, hey, have you ever worked with kids before? And then I say, oh yeah, we have Here's, this, yeah, Tom Dolan swim school video where he teaches kids. Here you can see that. I know it's not exactly because you're a school, um, but we can at least see some yeah. element. Examples of stuff is the main thing. Like, of hey, can you like for an interview? Here's an interview that we lit. And I'm like, cool, that looks great. You're, that, we're good for that. Totally, yeah. So going back you need to have clients coming to you because of the work you do and not the price you're at. Yes, um you the if the if the, if price the first anchor if the first question they ask is what what's the price on this, then maybe re- start refining a little bit of how you present yourself yeah, online and say uh, we are artists and not we are the budget production company. I know you're not saying that specifically, but if you're Early on, I was telling everybody that, "Hey, we do the same same kind of work as the other guys, but for a lot cheaper." Yeah, but you're saying they're cheaper than, they they also, they're trying to you, but They, they don't set you, they, they don't set you back. We well, might lend you that one job, right? But it also might set a precedence because um, I'm still getting work from some of my first clients, uh, and they're, they're like twisting my arm for low budget stuff, and I'm like, I can't, you know, yeah, I can't yeah. raise my prices on you anymore. Yeah, like I, I know I can't because. We started so well. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's something that I really realized too when you're like uh, a big thing for me that I realized was uh, the people that hire you for uh, say 200 a day or less and when you're just starting out, uh, when they
0: get a bigger budget, they're not going to bring you on for a bigger, like if they get a $10,000 budget, they're not going to go, oh, let's hire the $200 guy. No, they're going to go like, who, what can I
1: get for this? That's just it's just not gonna happen, right? <laughs> so the, so there, there's this fine line, you gotta walk with that. So if you, and I've lost jobs because I was too cheap before. Uh actually happened way too often <laughs> because they look at your price and not like, hey, I can save a bunch of money. They look at your price like, look, well, these guys do way less quality work, right? I'm mean, gonna go, so we have a bigger budget. Let's go with a bigger budget company. Um, because they're not looking to save money if you have the right client they're not looking to save money they're looking for good quality work step one is always to have quality work on the table to be able to send them and show them why you're worth not if you're on the phone explaining why your cost is where it is you're already lost you're you've already missed yeah. Yeah. um because your work needs to speak for itself and it needs to blow people away i'd to. they need to, to send them to your website they're just like they need to come back as holy shit you guys are good okay yeah Totally, um, and that's when you know that you're you've done something right. You have, you know, even if there's a couple things that are wrong on your website that uh, are still it's still people are still seeing this and assuming something else is uh, what you guys are all about. You still have that. You still have a good piece of content that you can send to a client in an email saying, "Watch this video. Um, this is." One of the biggest things I get asked for is those promotional videos. That's interview based. Um, Somebody talking about their company. Um, it's a sit down interview, and then we mix it with B roll of their company, and I call action. it a I call it a brand video. Yeah, exactly. But your 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 classic like run in the mill brand. You not anything like super stand out. We uh, want just sit down interviews explaining the company, B roll what the company is that's what they go. So I always have two or three examples of that. And once they start asking for specifics, like you ever done a brand video? um, with the, uh I'll go back to kids again because I get that request a lot. I, I'll i say, well, I know it's not um exactly what you're asking for, but here's this brand video and then here's another video with kids. So in the brand video, take a look at, you know, keep an eye out for the uh how we mix the b-roll with the interview portion. And then on the other video, take a look at how we worked with the kids and how how much they interacted with the camera. And then here's this other video, um just because we like how it all turned out and it shows our style. Um so specific type cards, specific aspects to look for within each video that they can see, oh, this also this relates to my project in that way. Okay, I understand. Always guide them. To do just throw a video out there and say, This is our style, say it very, very specifically say what to look for because they're not in the video production world. They don't know what to look for. Yeah. You have to tell them what to look for. Um so the uh the big lesson on that is just to have Always in your back pocket, uh, several different types of videos that people can see, that people can get an idea of um, how you create your content, how it looks in the end, and how it sounds. And um, from there, it's just how you talk to them. Yeah, Phil, that's great. Um, um, so, uh, so a little bit more just to on the specific scaling portion is basically uh, you said seventy five percent. I want to go a little deeper into any kind of. Uh, cause for me, like all my basic thought is if I bring somebody on, I have their rate plus 30% that I, they go back in town, but you're, you're going like go higher margins, like way higher margins than that. I go, um, okay. So here's how you talk to a client. Here's how, well, me personally, here's how I've built my business on scaling up, um, by trying to extract as much information from a discovery call when you first start talking to a client. Um, first question I always ask, but well, I'm not first question but i always like to talk to them get to know them a little bit and then i always like to ask what their budget is um if you can get that information right off the bat awesome a lot of the times they're gonna say we're not really sure we're shopping for price we're trying to figure out how much this costs you can gonna never you know where they're starting we've never done this before right um if they say their budget's five thousand dollars don't make your invoice five thousand dollars make it forty two fifty make it say and, and and don't and don't say oh just so happens my price is right around that say i think we can work with that let me run some numbers let me figure it out um, but the uh the way you kind of navigate around that if they don't give you a price right off the bat throw a range out there because video production as you know is very scalable mm-hmm. so is a lot of different services photography graphic design it, it all depends on Thirty different factors on how much you're going to charge for this. Do you need more people? You can always scale. Up. There's there's no ceiling on how much money somebody can spend on it. Right. There is, however, a floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do it for less than this because you have to pay people, mm-hmm. um, and you have to have some sort of profit. The um, so what I like to say is, and I've kind of figured out people who are coming to me are generally in this price range, um, and I try not to limit it, but um, if it's starting to sound like they have a slightly high budget, um, I put it out there and I say, generally speaking, um, and and don't take this as anything more than just, you know, kind of this very broad range based on what my clients usually spend Mm -hmm. is most people that are coming to me for this type of product is going to be anywhere from four to $10,000 for a video. Um, and that can count on, and I'm not saying we haven't done it for less, and I'm not saying we haven't done it for more, but just to kind of give you an idea of where this usually lands. It usually lands in there, and that's based on, you know, efficiency, one-day shoot, this, this, this. And, I mean, that's just yeah, that, that's good cause that's just coming from your knowledge of your past clients to give them an idea of, because they're, they're coming into this like, hey, we just want a video. We have no idea about this world. I mean, here's, here's where I am, basically. I'm giving them a $6,000 gap. Huge. That's giving them almost no information. Yeah, <laughs> but still some information where they can base, oh, that's just and I find. After I say that, they'll say, oh, okay. Well, my budget's $6,000. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought you didn't say what you <laughs> you didn't know what your budget was. They're trying to haul out because they're trying to get the best sitting money. Um, and I'm trying to haul out because I'm trying to get the most money. Um, that's the game. That is the game. So <laughs> that's where I found I've gotten the most information on that discovery call. Um, and giving them about uh, uh, you know as much of a range as you can that yeah and I, i've coached a few people on how to start pricing and how to talk to clients about your price and a lot of people are just uh, emailing and the first email is how much is it for this video and then they send them uh, an estimate with no discussion idea of anywhere where the budget is that they could be leaving 50, you know five grand on the table and, and a lot of times people are coming back and saying too much or they don't respond or at eight, there's there's no reaction because you don't, Get to gauge your reaction based on their reaction because you're not on the phone. Be on the phone with them. Talk to them about their price. They don't have an idea about the price. Give them an idea of a range. They see if they hear that range and it clicks and say, okay, well, I think our budget's going to be around here and it fits within that range. So what can we get for this? Um, That's when you start developing the price and chipping away at it. And um, if they start talking like, you know i think we're gonna be around the four thousand on i think there's a little bit of flexibility that's how you know you can maybe throw a little bit money of reduction there get a higher profit but don't just get greedy don't just say uh, if they say if they give you a range if they say their budget's five to seven thousand dollars don't say seven thousand dollars right also don't say five thousand dollars. maybe go somewhere in the middle slightly above give them my idea that okay i think um mm-hmm. and what i like to do is if their bottom end of the range is on um you know a very decent budget um i say you know what we can actually be toward the bottom of your range and then they're happy about that yeah um and if they if they start giving you specifics be like i think we can fit that in i need to run a couple numbers get you an official estimate and everything um you know one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself in that situation is make two estimates the better and the best yeah um or three. Three is always good for them to pick from, but I haven't really been able to find some. There's a lot of yeah. So you have like, hey, this gets you, you know, one camera operator, one area, Yeah, this gives you more. You know, we can shoot more. If you want to shoot two days with one camera operator, we can do that. Or if you want to shoot one day with two camera operators, we can do that, you know, whatever. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, but less specific than that. Instead of switching it like that and saying two days with one or one day with two, I just say that we can have one day of two camera operators or two days to you know only go only scale it up not kind of yeah yeah bit mixing because that almost sounds like it'll be the same price right right um uh, always say you know we can we can give you kind of the, the budget option and we can also give you the higher quality option and i always preface everything with now the budget option is not gonna give you a cheap video it's gonna be great quality it's gonna do what you need it to do but it might not have some of the bells and whistles and it might not be as great as it could be, but our business is not putting out crap video. You know, our business is going to be good no matter what. It's going to give you your return on investment. Maybe not as much. Um, so the, uh, that whole conversation is just one of those things that you have to figure out on your own and what your clients, uh, respond to. If you uh, want to start having the conversation with some of new clients that really if you have no worry about booking them or not, and you know, just testing the market and seeing what people respond to, just start fine tuning that, that spiel that you give. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are good. Uh, and then the other one is, cause I know you've, you've posted quite a bit about um, contracts and stuff. How, what in terms, I, I've, I need to get better about contracts. I started a little bit, but like, what is your real like requirement even for, cause it sounds like you send out contracts for bids as well. Um, yeah, a couple, um, people come to me asking for, for proposals. So I have four or five different levels of what I can give to the client to present a price. If people are just, I just need price. I just need a price. Just tell me what the price is. I give them, you know, I do the two option proposal or two option estimate. So I have estimates, um, proposals and contracts, I guess. Um, proposal on the contract is pretty much the same thing but the estimate is just going to be it's going to look like an invoice it's just going to list the exact thing um, if they want a full proposal which some of you know, the bigger clients are going to want it's going to be this huge document it's going to be like 10 pages long oh, wow. um, I have templates and uh, yeah. the uh, what I use is a software called Proposify um, it's proposify.biz, Sweet. and it costs money, sure, but you make money. Um, people can pay directly on the proposal if you need them to, but yes, uh, bet. the uh, the beauty of that is it came with a bunch of templates specifically for people in the photography, videography, awesome, awesome that kind of business. So they have mobile wording that normally comes in a video production contract, um, and first page is a cover page big image skipper films cover image skipper films here's my client here's the date there's the proposal due date um next page welcome letter and again all template i don't have to write this welcome letter each time and it's more like if you haven't been living under a rock uh you know that videos are the source you know this is how you do your marketing yeah. these days six billion people watch every day on on youtube and blah, blah 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 um Give him some numbers, give him some facts. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very um personal conversation. It's not um videos account for this much, man. It's it's like speaking in English. I, I throw in curse words because if I if I have a client who doesn't like hearing curse words, I kind of don't know what <laughs> I'll work. Yeah. i I want that personal relationship with the client. If you treat from day one, if you treat your client like a client, they're going to treat you like a vendor. If you treat them like a friend? They're going to have a real hard time saying no. Right. Um, if if some of these clients that I have a good relationship with that are booking us for multiple things, like this conference that we're shooting today, uh, I'm Facebook friends with the first person in this company who booked this. Like I just you know, friend them on Facebook and I've talked to them, I comment on their stuff. Um, now it's real hard for them to say that. Like what's really with that is like a lot of, and that's where a lot of uh, referrals later on can come from is when you reach out and actually like, like uh, I, I had a shoot on Saturday a couple of days ago and I, everybody on the shoot now, Facebook friends now follow. Like I have a ton of clients that like my stuff now that, you know, that engage. And then they, it's, it's all just attention and being in front of eyes so that when you, when they have a, an opportunity come up, yeah. they come and hit you up. Like it's, it's all building that brand. Yeah. And, and, being Facebook friends with them, there's no ulterior motive here. I don't want to start planting seeds of like when people want video production, and they're going to come to me. I want this one specific. Um, that, I, believe it or not, I'm legitimately friends with these. people. Oh yeah, yeah. My um, yeah, hat is when you have a good time, you have a good time on the on the yeah. job, and, and because they, the one no. the one biggest and best review that I can get is these people were were in sync with our company they were talking to us they were having fun with us if they have a fun experience on a shoot us yes. if they have no complaints about how you acted and how you presented yourself and how you clicked with their crew um made everybody feel comfortable then that's that's like 90 percent of your next say 100 um yep so uh be fun to work with this master i mean as well as i would say as well as having good work attitude and being fun to be around and having a good time which is comes down to like loving what you do right is a massive part of building yeah and again i coach a couple people who um who are starting out in the video production photography and they are all business they want to be pit bulls they want to they want to just bite on and hustle it right you know it's really no more than just being really presentable if it, and i thought i'm not saying that works for every industry but I don't know video production is just one of those things that if you give them any reason to complain they will and they'll put it on a review and but if you become their friend you can almost do no wrong if you uh, be such a a great presence on set you improve the mood you have a great attitude uh, and everything everything that builds up to this is just casual. Um, there is no business other than here's the contract read it through Let me know if you have any problems exactly i'm here to help me Low no stress yeah yeah brand and here's what it is you must follow these you're like hey here's the contract we got it i didn't have i love uh, i got from brian prince actually that a a template for a more kind of casually worded yet still perfecto you know, still a written thing but it's like literally has like, okay, now down to business. Now we get to talk about the numbers. Like, like literally just a conversation within the contract, which I love. is it I don't want to, I don't want to be like the, you do this. I do this. Work is done. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you uh, take the, take the, uh, stress out of it. Right. Getting back from where we tangent. Yeah. <laughs> so first page, first page is covering. Yeah. Second page is a welcome letter saying, you know, really excited to be able to present this opportunity for you. Uh, any questions? Let us know. We're here to help. We're uh, very casual. Work uh, third page is going to be scope of work. What we're going to be presenting here. Is contract? No pricing. Just scope of work. This is our deliverables. This is what we're going to put in each one. Uh, third page. Are you doing a page per? Is this like a whole because I do I I do that same thing, but it's more in multiple on a page. Are you doing just single page per? And, and again, that welcome letter does take up the whole page. Sure, it's three paragraphs. It's yeah, well, I don't want to, no, it's and each section is headed. It's a very nice, put nicely. I played. definitely want to take a look at this. Very they're visually appealing, too. Yeah. Um, third page is um timeline, so week one is going to be pre-production, planning, all that stuff. Week two is shooting. Week three through five is going to be um, edits, revisions, whatever. Interesting, so you put even, uh do you give yourself, I mean, in terms of, planning time-wise you put it into weeks is that that's that's a super good point i'm not to be like there's no general times i don't want to rush order on this right right i don't want to i don't want to lock myself in because if something happens that's what then that's part of the thing that i'm running into right now which is i have you know say five projects right now going that need editing that i will get to but you know the fifth one's going to be in two months right um yeah with that it's hard to do but if you set yourself up for success with just saying, you know, specifically a week one, week two, week three, there's gonna be a month long project before you fund. So they they know what to expect, right? And if they need it done faster, you can put a rush fee on. Sure, exactly. That's great. Um, the next page is gonna be, uh, the pricing. So I take that scope of work, put prices, uh, on the item. Sorry, this is our product. Price. Yes. Um, the next page is gonna be a case study. I have a video of one of my, you know, one of my favorite. Ones that I did, f- favorite video projects that I did, uh, I wrote uh, kind of a write-up, you know, this guy came to us because he wanted to promote his business and maybe increased um, his enrollment in his swim school or wanted to sell more coffee at the coffee shop. Um, and since then, they've seen a huge increase, you know, kind of give the run Right. Home. You have that on your website as well, uh... Case studies no, 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 no. Okay. I should though. That's um, a good that's a good idea for like six seven more graphs yeah, and blog post. totally. Um uh and then there's the quote that he left on our, you know, Google review. Yeah. And then I think the next page just starts all the contractual wording. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's all legal at the current. very end. And so like yeah. the last three. pages. Exactly. yeah. Because there's a ton of wording that you need to worry about in video production. Mm-hmm. Um copyrights and that kind of terms of use even. Yeah. Um, it, and I don't get—I don't say they can only use it for a year. I say perpetually. I don't give a crap as long as you don't like re-edit it and then pass off as my work. I'm fine with yeah. what you do with it. Um, a lot of people are like, you can only use it for a year, and then you have to pay me royalties, and then no, I don't. I, I yeah, I have, it's, I have, I like. I mean, I'm probably perpetual. The main thing that I like to do is, and it's part of what's in, in my contract now. It says I like showcasing. You know, we like showcasing our work. We like showing off what we build. I, we're proud of it um so basically able to once it goes up that we can post it too right exactly. um and so that and that's it and it's a it's online so they can digitally sign nice um online yeah that's i usually i that's again yeah, that's a really really solid service i know we gotta i get no i get updates on my watch oh awesome saying hey somebody signed a contract and that kind of stuff that's nice so it's um sorry something went in there. <laughs> Airplane. All right, so the uh the proposal that, that's it takes a little longer to do than just putting out a quote but it also presents um a much higher end because so one of my biggest things was i was losing out to people and i found out that it was because my my word document contract did look great uh-huh. um in for, for professional work through every facet you have case studies you have a nicely worded welcome letter yeah. and a scope of work explaining what we're going to do for you. You had your price. to you send them a message that's, hey, it'll be $500 for the day. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had my contract was essentially 95% legal wording and then 5% scope of work and price. Right. Um, and that's all I had. Yeah. So just having that proposal that they, you know, they put into their pile and they read through, that has helped. A ton. Absolutely. I bet. Um, so that, that's the, proposal process that we go through and um whether that's me being pitted against three or four other production companies or if they just wanted a proposal to present to their team yep yeah. um that's how we do it now do you um because i know you started with the social media with that was uh, a google company like, you know with a, a seo company basically Do you, are you still working with it or is it just all you yes yeah, and that's the big thing is just putting in I what I think when I'm realizing my next steps are here is, and no, it, it, social media is hard, but when you think about it as every, if you can put, make the website the central and they get your, you know, for me getting the Google ranking up yeah. and then every, it's not, don't think of it as like, oh, I got to post on Instagram against it. It's like, no, this is going to push to, you know, a an article which is going to push my SEO, which is going to get me more business. If it's all that mindset, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's, um, the, like I said, it, they're all little cogs in this giant machine. That without one, the the machine doesn't work as well. But I'm not saying it breaks. You don't have to do Instagram. You don't have to do Facebook posts. You don't have to do blog. But it all helps. But it all helps. Uh, there's not one. There's not one unlock by having. There's 300. Yeah. By having every limb in a different pool of water, you you experience all these different levels of how you can get clients. And the more clients you get. And the more success you have in marketing, just the less you understand. <laughs> uh, the um, it It's insanely confusing because if I start pushing my website, I'll get an inquiry through Facebook. If I start pushing Facebook, I'll get an inc- inquiry through fa- or Instagram. If I start pushing Instagram, I'll, uh, you know, they just, you get the weirdest. And, <laughs> you know, some of my biggest clients have come through weird you know, somebody comes to me through Instagram because they wanted somebody who shot wedding videos, who has that eye for being able to shoot that cinematic mm-hmm. lifestyle, but also on the go. Um, so they found me through Instagram as a wedding videographer, but they want to do a corporate video first. <laughs> they should have found me through my website, but that was just a channel. very comes through. Where you think of it, that was the channel that that specific company took to get to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying – and that that video project was on on par with all my other video projects that come straight through my website. There's not one source that you can put all of your eggs. No. Um,
0: And a good way to kind of think about it, too, in terms of like – I mean, the other generation doesn't watch news as much now. I don't watch news, but uh, a a really good way that Gary Vaynerchuk put it is if you do Google, Instagram, Facebook, that's the same as doing –
1: NBC, CNBC, CNN—all those like you know—would you say no to a piece on NBC because you did a piece on CNN? No, that doesn't make any sense. So think about social media as that exact same thing. It should be slightly different content because well, it's better to be native, like work well for the native uh of that you know yeah. social. But do everything because everything leads back. It's not just oh, I'm only on this because I don't believe in this. I don't do Snapchat. I should, but. It's because I'm doing Instagram stories, which is Snowman you Films, the business leading it. Snapchat, right. Morgan, you know, I should be, but it's. <laughs> um, so the 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 weird thing about that, and that's probably the one thing that I'm mm. that I haven't really gotten into is Snapchat because I don't see my clients ever going to Snapchat to find.
0: Well, you're in the you're in the B two B business mostly, mostly. which. Snapchat, I understand
1: that there are young business people, but in general, Snapchat is younger audience. It so it, that makes sense for me as well. Like if I wanted to just do low cost part four videos and yeah. I could be on Snapchat and kill it. But I mean, you know, if it, it, it's all about the, you know, understanding the age ranges and the intents of each social media. So Snapchat is very much kid to kid talking doing stuff right where if you're a bit if you're you know if you're in a business selling something to kids that totally makes sense to be on snapchat but instagram for me there's a much bigger range and older people with you know that own businesses that have money that can actually help bring business right and my standpoint is uh it, yes everything is getting younger everything is always oh, turning towards the younger generation people are finding things on snapchat but it's still, is that going to be a worthy investment for myself? Right, in terms of time and energy and what you're putting into it. yeah, Right, because, yes, younger people are finding you on Snapchat, but are those younger people individuals that want a parkour video? Right. If that where you want to be in five years? Right. Or are actual legitimate companies coming to you through Snapchat because you marketed to the right person? And, I mean, I feel like that happens, and it could happen, but I just don't know how to yeah. figure that out. What is the adult spending, like, endless hours on Snapchat? Right. I mean, like, Snapchat yeah. hero. And then that mid- I only had time exactly for so much. There so was so much in the day. Yeah. yeah, and Facebook is taking most of that. Um, and how much success have you had with uh, Facebook ads? Have you done anything, actually? Um, so here's here's a weird, and I don't know if this is the the popular opinion or anything, um, I haven't really gotten much off of Facebook it but I see it as a necessary evil, and I see it as something I need to keep doing it because I don't know if um, you can't really see these metrics, and you can't. They tell where leads come from. Yeah, yeah. Somebody could have seen my thing on Facebook, gone to my website, and then contacted me through the and website, and I would never know. Yeah, I, I mean you can you can find ways to track the pixels on Google. around. The yeah, main I you set that up. I should. It reaches an audience. It does. My huge What that is doing? What I've found with Google, well not Google, Facebook ads and my Facebook presence in general is if I keep it up, I, I'm just presenting myself continually in every form. I don't want to. If it's not working, I don't want to abandon my Facebook page and just have no content on it. Because there's a precedent and then I I need to present myself um, everywhere as the same person, as the same company. Um, If people find my website, they see my work, and then they also want to see our company personality and our company culture, right, they go to our Facebook page and they start scrolling through and they see what we do. Um, The other side of that is um, I have a lot of friends who who they know me and they know me only on Facebook, but they know me. and they know what I do, and they know where I started. And up until a year, year and a half ago, they they thought I was still just small potatoes mm-hmm. doing my own. You know, this is just a hobby. I'm buy. by. Um, but once I started promoting my Facebook stuff, and every time I land a big contract, you talk. I cried. Yeah, I. You know, it, and not because I want to get the glory of everybody saying congratulations. No, so, though, it's just not good. It's well, it does feel good. What you don't say the the the, the the actual event um you say like this is so oh cool this happened for the business yay always always uh, and i think it was a year and a half ago um i booked what would have been my biggest contract to date and or I booked my biggest contract to date. i posted it on our facebook page it said we just booked you know it was as a i was up against my biggest competitors and i got it yeah i was able to sit in a room with it next in a conference room with all of my biggest competitors and just people that were pitching. They here. asked a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. I was the only one answering questions about time lapse video because I legitimately knew what time lapse video took and how what the intervals should be for a three month process. And um, and I put that out on my Facebook page as a success. They ended up taking all my information after like three months of like going back and forth. After they chose me. What camera are you using? What are you doing? What's what, why are not we paying for this? And they start questioning stuff. I saw going downhill, and then they just said we're just going to do it ourselves. I never posted it. I never posted that we lost that contract because you know I have like positivity. Show the positivity, and I don't want to get. I don't want to come across as I never fail. I always fail. I fail all the time. Um, but I, I do want to show the positivity because a it inspires people. Uh, and inspires people who are kind of following my footsteps that um, we can do it. Uh, there's this small guy fighting against these big. and I saw it more of a positive note that I leave that we got this job up. And not that we failed at this job because I don't want people to to see it and say, oh, I guess I can't do it. I think I've done that <laughs> at least three to four times. Yeah. yeah. You have it, a really positive start and you're excited about it and like, great meeting, went super well. And then it just goes nowhere. Yeah, You don't talk about, it, oh, I lost that. Because it's like, it's just, again, uh, positivity wins. It's not like, it's not about editing yourself. It's just like, lead with positivity and... That, mind, that positive mindset and that, like, I'm going to win over time and what it takes to actually be successful. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, I should say, too, with the losses and with the negative, I I lose stuff constantly. As soon as I get the news, maybe five minutes later, out of my mind. Gone. On to the next thing. That if you if you dwell on the losses, that's all you're going to think about. right? Uh, the dwelling on the losses is one thing making a positive change because of the loss is another, like I said, every time to do, to do something, every time I lose a contract, I figure out why I lost it. I start making a change to improve that. Yeah. Um, by the, you know, if you do that enough times, you're perfect. You have everything that, have every answers to everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the Facebook presence is more of a presenting myself. So people know what I do and how I am and, Where my company is in the spectrum of uh, my competitors. So, when an opportunity does present itself, I'm kind of in their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, If I eat attention, if I'm putting stuff out there constantly, and this friend who saw me early on probably still thinks that I'm a, uh, you know, I do wedding videos for $500. They're not going to, if I keep presenting myself as I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing, I, uh, Five years ago, I booked a job with this small mom and pop shop four years ago. Slightly larger mom and pop shop. Now I'm saying, you know, we booked a job. You know, we booked our second year with the Audi. Audi Corporation yeah. Of America. Yeah. People see that and say, this guy's big time. Yeah. I'm not going to ask him for $500 videos anymore. I'm going to, I've to lot. deploy. And then there's the other friend who uh, who does work at a larger government contract and be like, um, and they want to be a hero and bring in a new company and say, hey. I know a guy who's on the rough who's on the rise or has risen and he does great work. Um, I think we should bring him in. That's a super good point about, um, when you, when you kind of talk about successes and the growth when it, when it's accurate, it's cause you hit again, none of this is lying. It's not, you know, it's just, it's really doubling down on the, on the win and on the, on the strengths of the company. When you, I, I love that when you're, when you're growing people that may think about, Oh, should I come to him with like, you know, I can afford 50 bucks an hour. Like, they see you working with bigger brands. They're not even going to waste your time. Right. Um, it, stopping. And I know it's leaving a ton of money on the table, but same idea with not being a freelancer and working 365 days a year at $600. I want to work, uh, like a hundred days a year mm-hmm. and make the same amount of money because yeah. I charge way more. Yeah. Um, that's always the dream. That's always the goal. It doesn't always work out like that. But you can at least always move towards that direction. Always move towards that direction. That. Less jobs, more money. Yeah. Um. You're online. You're presenting yourself exactly how you want to be. doesn't have to be where you are, but this is where you want to be. Right. Uh, the goals, having having clear goals and like talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, you know, this year was bigger than last year. And as long as that continues to be, you, I, I mean, you get the, you know, most startups in the last five years you can get past that mark and as long as you're growing and you know whatever it is whether it's you know a team whatever that's the perception and you're succeeding and that's going to bring more clients in because they see you succeeding right totally um and there's no way to figure out the the, the algorithm that no nope, leads to this you just have to be prepared get in the trenches um there's again you can't you can't figure this out there's no i can't tell you um you need to be presenting yourself like this because at some point in your life somebody from a big company is going to that you went to high school with is going to see you on facebook i'm giving you this very obscure example example because weird shit like that happens all the time some of your biggest clients will happen for absolutely no reason and it's going back the more you know about marketing the less you know about market yeah um I had a gig just on that note. I had a gig uh, this again this past Saturday. Um, that was it. Was not I? I think he knew of my work, but it was basically I was in a strategy meeting years ago. Yeah, payment meter. Anyway, I was uh, I was in a strategy meeting years ago with something that didn't really go anywhere. But one of the guys that was sitting in on that meeting liked my vibe and what I was saying. So he he lived, he lives in San Diego when he thought about doing a project. I came in his mind because I stood out from that me, that one meeting a couple of years ago, like, okay, Can't a plan for that. No. no, but, but it worked. Um, you can't be that. You can't be that positive personality, chippy, knowledgeable guy in a meeting, just in the meeting and then go home and be a miserable sack. Shit. <laughs> you have to live your life. Yeah, positive. Being an entrepreneur means being in front of clients, hustling, um, people wanting to work with you because of your personality and your attitude and your knowledge, all of that has to work. Not just, you can't be a one facet person. You can't just be someone who knows a lot about cameras and production. You have to be someone who knows a lot about cameras and production. And also they're kind of a cool person to deal with and they're a cool person to work with. And, um, their experience on set was awesome. The, the contract looked really cool. Uh, there's just a thousand different things. You just have to, Ingrain into your life and become that person mm-hmm. that was sitting at that table that one day. Um, and if you're not, if you're not um, that positive personality at all times, become that positive personality at all times. Because you're in a, that you're facing this company, but you're facing the, the people in this company. Um, I know it's B two C that I'm talking about, or B two B that I'm talking about, not necessarily B two C. But that B is made up of C's. You know, there are people who are going to be personally affected by what you say in this meeting right. um, or over the phone or in the email. And if they see you as a very positive personality, they're going to want to book you. So definitely um, that mentality is not just a business mentality. You have to right. become it. Yeah. Um, probably get time to pause and pay meter. Yes, let's do that. All right, we're back. Pay the meter. Um, so... I'm not sure where we left off, so I think it's a good time to kind of regroup and um, talk about kind of bigger picture. Yeah, uh, the the end game is grow your business always, and you always want to kind of find ways to be bigger, and bigger, and bigger, and bigger. Um, but there's that that I don't know. There, there's a fun mentality that goes along with being a small business and being your own guy. So I like to try to find a good mix between the two, without. I still wanna be connected to my business so much that, you know, I'm I'm involved. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be so big that I'm just sitting at a desk all day uh Bipo, coordinating people, coordinating. So um it's always fun to have that personal relationship with your business and that's the entrepreneur state of mind. Um with that said, I, I don't stop myself from growing and I and I always look for ways to do it. Um the biggest lesson that I've learned is growth that is sustainable is not fast it is not fast at all it takes a long time it is a tortoise but it's like uh i'd try to find a good analogy for this um the man-made mountain if you're like putting dirt and all the stuff in a big giant pile of whatever dirt and rock whatever that's gonna start sliding away over time because the rain's gonna hit it but the thing that's gonna stick around is where the you know over time the the two uh, the two tectonic plates are building this giant mountain and it grows an inch every year but it becomes the biggest most solid mountain and it's never gonna go anywhere so you have to grow your business so gradually don't raise your prices by double right off the bat raise it by a hundred dollars each time hundred dollars each time um that's huge because it, it, if you think and i've made this mistake a thousand times um i was at fifteen hundred dollars and then somebody came to me with a three thousand dollar budget uh and i'm like that's it our new price is three thousand right, dollars right and then i start saying our price is three thousand dollars and then i stop booking clients with me um don't get fooled by the one-offs uh don't don't assume that you've broken into a new price bracket because you've gotten one job that yeah. you know, paid way more. Um, st- still. St- that happened to me. Yeah, happened to me. I I, bet. I had a yes at, you know, to double the price. So I was like, cool, I hit this price now. Yeah. And then I had a couple more, but it wasn't enough to sustain. So I had to drop back down. So it's, I, I really like that. Gradually building $100 at a time is a great place to start. Yeah. If you book the one client at triple your price um, and you think that, that's where you are. That's that fast growth that's going to be a pile of dirt, right? And it's going to eventually wilt away on you, and it's not going to be sustainable. And you'll eventually be left with a much smaller mound in the end. Um, you get that slow, gradual grit, growth of the tectonic plates building this mountain. Then all of a sudden, you have something that's iconic and sustainable, and it's going to stick with you till the end because people will start understanding you can't tell people that your prices have grown. you have to it has to just happen. You have to set the understanding that this is your price range um, And so speaking of how I got there uh, with weddings, that's where at this point I'm not advertising weddings you know, to, uh, I don't spend any money to get my weddings. I just have one website or one you know offshoot of my website skipperfilms.com/ weddings I post my price. And I say that you get all day. It's not based on hours. You know, we understand that uh, we're probably going to vary from 10 a.m. to uh, you know midnight at our latest. Um, that's it's a long day, so I'm just going to charge for that. Um, the best the best thing I did was I posted my price. Um, that doesn't work for everybody. You can't just post your price on just about anything. But I was learning that weddings were so predictable. Everybody wants essentially the same thing. Yeah a lot of my competitors do you can get just the five minute video or you can get five minute video plus the 30 minute video or just the 30 minute video for the raw footage or this and that and that there were 20 other things and so what i did is i created a package that had all of it hmm. every wedding i just do all of it um i know that's more work but i get to charge more so you're know, I mean, i find the cl- and in i actually charge less yeah if i were to price out one of my competitors um And that all of those things together with together is even more than my interest. Yeah. But what that has done for me, and I didn't really expect this at first, but what that has done for me is by the time that they have contacted me, we've already agreed on price. We already have an understanding of what they're getting. Nobody's going to handle with me. All they're asking for, it, it went from asking for, hey, what's your price? Can you do this? Can you just give me the raw footage? Can you just shoot my ceremony? It went from that to "Are you available? I need you." Interesting. They've already been. I, I already did all the free for them and just in just listing. Out, if they do get this, this, this if they like my price, they move on and don't wait. and I'm not saying it's a waste of time. I don't. I take very serious. I want to have a good connection with anybody who contacts me, and I have a good repertoire with that. But if uh, if they're coming to me and I spend, I'll spend two or three days talking, negotiating with any of my clients. If it ends in, oh, well, my price my price cap was $500 for a wedding video, I spent the same amount of time as the people who were saying, oh, my price cap is $5,000. Um, so I'm, I was just trying to make my time more efficient by posting my price and telling them exactly what they're getting and take it or leave it. And from that, all it is is just booking. So all it is people asking if you're available. If you're available, I say yes. If they're not, and I say, sorry, unfortunately, we're not. Uh, and then we move on. So that saved me so much time, effort. Uh, I'm getting the price that I want at all times, and the method of increasing my price was just changing the number on my website. Yeah. Uh, now, when you say say starting increasing by a hundred dollars, how often are you are you doing that with every new client that comes in, or what's the pattern? So with with weddings, I was probably going up. I would increase my price twice a year. So yeah. after each big wedding season, so like December. I would increase them when I mean, there was a lull between like December and March or April and that picks back up again. Yeah. And then maybe sometime around July or August when that when the summer gets too hot for people to really? they want to do on weddings. Uh, those were just a natural break. So I would increase my prices just before people start contacting me. Okay. So um, kind of natural breaks of what you so it's not like, oh, I have a new a new email, so I gotta be a hundred dollars higher. It's like I'm thinking just in terms of Anyway, it's been pretty, pretty good this winter, but in just generally for freelance, winter slows down a bit. Yeah, at least for everybody. Everybody, yeah. Um, so that's when you can go back and maybe yearly you just increase by 100, 200 bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. That's um, great. and I, I don't want to say do 100 or 200, dollars feel it out. Yeah, um, I think my weddings went up by I think I was doing two or three hundred dollars at a time. Jumps, yeah, yeah. And when I started this, I was. At, I want to say like twenty five hundred dollars for a wedding, so maybe jump it by like ten to fifty percent. Yes, yeah, and again, feel it out. Right, I'm not saying stick to this exact plan. Right, figure out what works and what doesn't work if it's too high. Yeah, if, you, if you, yeah, I mean that makes sense. If you go, if you kind of take, say you're fifty. And you're not getting as many yeses. Bumped it back down to thirty. Right, where that's yeah, That makes sense. Um, so now our wedding packages right now are forty two hundred dollars, and I feel like that's probably where I should be. So I haven't raised them in a year. Yeah, from uh, I mean, for I have a lot of friends that do weddings, and that's a, that's a, in that range is pretty consistent. Yes, uh, the higher end of I mean, not you know, shot on crazy cameras and huge you know apps, but the 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 day-to-day wedding operators are that's, that's a pretty good pressure range. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and again, I don't specify based on the equipment that I bring I and mean, then all my equipment. So it doesn't cost me more to bring this camera versus this camera. It doesn't cost me more to bring this kind of light versus this kind of light. It's just stuff. If yep. they get anything that I have, I don't, I don't base it based on what I do. Interesting. So that totally worked with wedding. I tried that approach with corporate events mm-hmm. or not events, but, um, I did the small business package because I didn't want to eliminate it. Maybe a big business wants to come in and give me more right. money. I didn't want to say it's something this much. Uh, but with a small business package, and I tried to do kind of the same thing, like around $4,000 for, um, you get half day of filming, you get a couple of revisions, and then you get the promotional video. Um, that didn't work as well. Mm-hmm. And I, And I think because there's less of an understanding of how much people will spend on videos. Right. Corporate video production is all over the place. It's hard to put your finger on where exactly the price range should be because some small... I've had huge companies come to me and, and low-ball me with price, and I've had small companies have a real good understanding of how much video costs and want to pay me more than that. Yeah. So um, there's there's less predictability there with you know stuff like Wedding Wire and The Nod and everybody it's pretty apparent. Yeah. Weddings, weddings in general are higher. I mean, just like, yeah, they're, they're higher, higher costs. And, and yeah, it definitely is. And people will, people will try to tell you that, uh, the weddings are just inflated prices. And, um, you spend so much on a wedding and people just, it's the wedding tax. It's really not. It takes me four times as long to edit a wedding than it does with a corporate video. There's so much money on the corporate. Yeah. Right. Way more money on the corporate. Um, so the, uh, it, it's just hard to, I don't know. It's, it's, I hate trying to explain and talk about, you know, why I'm charging how much I charge. It's, it's easier to just work with the client who already understand. Um, you know, they get it. If they don't understand and they don't get it, they don't contact me. Right. Um, and that's saved me so much time. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It, 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 was, it was a cool experiment that was really successful and also a, Good way of looking at how it was unsuccessful with corporate stuff. From, yeah, totally didn't work that way. So, I mean, it basically sounds like for Mo, for a lot of kind of all over the place clients for whenever it jumps around a lot. It does. But uh, also maybe... So with that, with with it jumping around a lot, with gross, how do you kind of gauge? Is there a general... Basically, you take your, you know... Because you have different pricing packages. Sure. You just slightly slightly raise these price packages as you go. I, I avoid the package price for um, for corporates. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I, I still do project price. Right. But I don't have like a, a $4,000 package, a $7,000, whatever. Sure. I don't want to limit it to packages because everybody's going to have a custom different. Everybody wants something so different. You have the project, project price range. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and... It's a. Again, going back to what I was saying, you just try to get an idea of what their price is on the phone. If they don't give you an idea and they want you to give them an idea, uh, you give them a wide range that allows for really anything you could throw at it. Yeah. Um, The the big clients will understand that. That usually get a response. It'll if they have an idea in the back of their head and they were trying to get something out of you, they'll say uh, we were, we were flipping for $3,000 max, and you told them for $7,000. Uh, that's when you say, like I said, there's always ways to bring down, make it more efficient. Right. We can massage. We might have to sacrifice a little bit of quality, efficiency, whatever it is. But we can still work with you because that $3,000 is still $2,000 above what your expenses are. Mm-hmm. Your expenses are $1,000. You have your day rate, you had your editing rate, you have some random expenses, parking, food, whatever you need to do, feed crew. Um, you still are making $2,000 for the business right? at that $3,000. So that's a job that I don't want to turn down because they are $1,000 under what the range is that I told them. So you find a way to work with that. Um, but don't make it sound like, oh, well, yeah, that's what I meant, $3,000. That's what I meant to say. Sure, sure. You make it sound like, you're gonna actually not just stretch it or give you a thousand dollar discount nor along the lines of there are a few things that we can remove from the equation that will bring price down Mm -hmm. um it might not be exactly your budget but we can at least try to get close yeah and then you come at them with uh you know we were able to scale back a little bit but then you know i wanted to give a good faith discount a couple hundred bucks off to get you a little bit closer hopefully that helps sure and it's thirty two hundred dollars instead of three thousand and all of a sudden they only you know is there where they want to be yeah you're where you want to be uh everybody's happy now with like
0: you know kind of that's a that's a big thing that i run into is um you know going after kind of the small business market here budgets aren't massive for what i've been
1: working sure and um when you scale back uh what do you um i just just said is the money going into the business ever changed, or is that just that percentage stays the same? And then the, you know, whoever's working on it is what changes. Um, it, I think it's just that that buffer all above your expense just fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still, if they have a, a much bigger budget, do your best to, uh, you know, appropriately assign some things to start filling the budget a little bit more. Bring on two or three people instead of just one. Um, you know, actually don't just give them the same product for 3000 that you do for 7,000. Right, Increase it, do better at your job Do you know, make it a better thing. If you want to bring a slider down instead of just on a tripod, bring a slider, you know, buy a slider. If you don't have it, do things to, to fill the budget as much as you can. Um, that's an interesting point actually, because I, for, I guess, no matter what the budget is, I play with all my gear. So setting, when I base, that's just an internal thing that I can do. Is like, okay, if it's bare minimum, they'll get a tripod and a camera. If it's more, I can like bring in toys and and basically make it look better, right? as well as you know, hiring out you know graphic designer, drone operator, whatever. Have, yeah, I would bring in um a slightly larger crew. Um, the, yeah, the way that I the way that I go up and down on that is bring more people more shooting days, Uh instead of you doing DP producer and director, bring on a producer and a director. Exactly. You know, design or whatever, um, spread it out. So it does become more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably will make it shorter days or one day instead of two days. So you kind of have to figure out where you sit with that, right? They're going to look at that and say, Oh, well, it's less days. should, should it be less money? Um, you know, that's something you have to play with personally. But, you know, just add more to it. Yeah. You know, um, you can say that this could be a one-person operation, or we could turn the entire block into a movie set. Right. And, re- you know, we can literally close off a block. We can do this Gorilla's yeah, this tower. or we can make this a legit shoot and have permits and do freaking, you know, whatever. And yeah. what? Yeah. but uh, Don't, yeah, again, don't just give them the same product for both of those ends of make the Actually do something about. It. And what that's going to do is... If it's, you know, $3,000 gets you one, you know, one man band, uh, an editor, and maybe a, maybe a couple of expenses here and there, um, and they want to book something for $7,000 or $8,000, triple your crew, have three people, have two editors, um, have more revisions, maybe add in, maybe throw in an extra cut of the video that they can use for Instagram or something. Um, That's actually super interesting is, I like that actually, in terms of building out the the, you know, internal packages that you know about um,
0: changing it basically making higher level budgets have more deliverable like uh, like options or like hey we
1: recommend you do this this and this instead of just this right so but another thing I want to get into is value add items and um, my proposals always have more value to them at either the same price or slightly less I, I preface everybody, I'm not the cheapest. I'm also not the most expensive. Mm-hmm. We, what we strive for is having the highest value out of everybody. If you were to do apples to apples, our price, you know our price should be you know uh, thousands of dollars more than our competitors, but we're less money than them, but we're also giving you a few extra things because that's where we really understand that. understand that what you need and, and we want to make sure this is the highest return on investment you could possibly get. So an example of that is somebody will come to me uh, i can tell that they want a good social media presence with this video that's where it's gone facebook um and they want it to be that promotional two-minute brand video that they do um they'll say you know we're trying to get prices from a couple different production companies i know that i'm competing with people so i need to find some way to stand out if the standing out because of your content if your videos aren't better than theirs you know, everybody's going to have just a different style. Like I said, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. Mm -hmm. It's art. Um, What you do or what I do is I say, well, what I assume what you're doing, um, I see that you're trying to fit within a budget of, you know, five or $6,000. What I want to do for you is kind of give you a better social media presence. So for free, we Will throw in an Instagram cut of the video. Thirty seconds, no dialogue, just kind of music uh, and all of B-roll. It takes me half an hour to do. This. Yes, super simple. Um, but they'll look at that and be like, when they're comparing proposals, they'll be like, "Oh, they're the same price, but this guy's offering an Instagram video mm-hmm. and little add-ons." That is, I mean, it's the easiest way to add more reach to their video and more. Uh, value to your proposal and a legitimacy to your claim that you should be the production company. because you're the take. aware of current the way to everything is current you you give it Seth. So hit my watch. Um you're giving um them the way more ammunition. Uh you're getting them something they didn't ask for. Right. Never charge never give them a proposal for for you know more money because it adds in things that they didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, they're going to be like, I didn't even ask for this, and so you guys are charging us money for it. If you're going to add something, add value, just do it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and either have your margins large enough that you can fish this with built, yeah. running a higher, and interfere for half an hour right. or whenever to, to make this super easy cut. Um, it's, uh, it, it's just, it's something very easy. It's not going to cost that much. It's not going to cost that much time. Um, but things like that, like this big, huge job for Stanford Children's Hospital that we just got, it's all 360 video. The thing that I had over the other guy that they were talking to, uh, the other guy only did 360 video mm. and we do 95% regular video with a 360 video ability. Sure. So you did both. The thing that I did is say, Hey, um, I know you want 360 video to uh help our chant a little bit i'm gonna throw in a promotional video or a, a, just kind of like a, a nice clean 2d video that you can put up anywhere you want um of all the spaces so we're just gonna double duty everything we're gonna shoot in 360 and shoot in a regular video and that way you can put it wherever you want yeah and you can put this video literally anywhere you want and um reach twice as many people now um and they saw that and be like Oh wow! These other guys aren't even offering that, and they're twice as much money. <laughs> um, and when I'm talking twice as much money, I'm talking this is the biggest job that I've ever done. Um, it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I'm half as much money as wow the other guy. Um, and they're just doing 360, and they're just doing 360. Did you throw the no, did you throw the ad down for free with yeah. uh, wow? Because it was because it was you cut. You your margins are? My margins were were met long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what that did gives you freedom to like play with that um so it gives me this huge buffer to be able to to buy some equipment to increase the value of my product a little bit um but what that started doing and it started this chain reaction of um them trying to compare this is actually one of the more successful uh versions of me being too cheap um cheap is we were still a good amount of money um way over our margins but uh we were way below what they were thinking Hmm. Um, what they did is they saw our product as being on par with their product. So, um, uh, they, they came to me and said, okay, well now we're stuck with, you guys have the same product and are offering the same thing. Can you, they literally gave me the website of the competitor and said, can you look at their website and tell me what they're doing differently than yours? Cause they're twice as much money. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And the reason he came to me is because here comes full circle i was his friend at this point we've had 10 phone conversations um we've gone back and forth i've talked to him i've given him ideas of how we can make this the best it could be um and he has just been in love with my mind since then right um so he kept coming to me and he kept kept coming to me for advice as he wasn't able to do that with the other right um so he kept, kept coming to me and saying what is he doing different and i said oh well he has this ring instead of what i use uh, I use the 4K rig and you know, not the 8K rig because 4K is all that Facebook's going to let you do and 8K is... I feel like it might be a little overpowered. or right? Oh, yeah. He said, can you give me a quote for the 8K rig because we need to start filling the cap. He asked for an increase in price. I said, absolutely. Next week. He asked for another increase in price. We increased the price four times. And now what that has done is I have ended at the same price that the other guy came in with more value yeah i'm offering them now twice as much 360 work and um you know a, a professional regular video that we're also doing so he's feeling so like just i mean i got all this stuff house, and i was in it and worked with somebody that i trust yeah and you've doubled the you've doubled the job yeah exactly so um it, it just it just started you know really building on top of each other because i was adding value and they were allowing me to add value because uh, they saw me as easier to work with uh, because my attitude was good. Um, I befriended him. I, I, I gave him a very candid ear. Like, I I was telling him things. I was, I was disclosing... It's the worst. Downtown uh, Denver. I was... Disclosing things about my company and about how this actually should go down that I probably shouldn't have disclosed because it was very insider information. And uh, hey, I'm just going to be candid with you. And what that did is that built the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, he now trusted me. I'm not holding anything back from him. I want this job. Um, and he understood that. So uh, he gave me more of a chance to be able to revise my quote to put them together because it was to Apples. He he wanted to see what this price looked like with you with me uh versus this other guy. Which is smart on his end too. Smart on his end. It doesn't always work that way, but that's the last five years of me being a decent human being to these people has built up to this moment. Exactly. And I, I can't tell you what specific moves got me here, but, you know, I could tell you that it's starting that free 360 video that I did for the hotel. I can tell you it started with starting to treat my clients like friends instead of clients um, and just, uh, you know, good SEO because this is, again, this is San Francisco contacting a Virginia video production company because there are so few people doing 360 wow. video professionally. Like, that's cr- I can't plan for that. No, that's but funny because I wasn't thinking ahead, but I was thinking this could be something. So oh, yeah. I'm going to go all in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just in my intuition. That's a that's a huge thing that I that's you know why for, I'm putting time into the workout front and you know, maybe, taking a little bit extra non-paid time up front for like the online courses thing because I really and it's not in kickstarters it's like we're going to sell these and nope. like a marketing lady and all this stuff. Yeah. I really think in five to ten years, even less that online even it already is online education is taking over. So being first in that space for the things that I'm doing, like, I totally see the value of it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, being able to offer a specific style of video, I haven't figured that out yet. Right. And it sounds like you're on the way to figuring that out, so that'd be awesome. Um, for me, it was simply just, you know, keeping, keeping on top of technology trends and yeah. figuring out what might work. I mean, I did buy into 3D a little bit. But that was before I had a ton of money. So I was like building up my own 3D rig like out of a piece of metal and two flip cams all side by side. And I would figure yeah. out how I make this either, you know, top bottom 3D for polarized TV for Polaroid glass. Yeah. Uh, I could do the red blue, which, you know, you put on the red blue glass. It is. I figured I, hadn't, I hadn't taught myself. I was legitimately uh, interested in learning about how cameras work mm-hmm. and, and how to build a 3D rig. And, you know, you have... You set the lenses as far as an eye, you know, an eye. You might not see it when they're sitting there, but once you put them together, you see the difference in in the frame, and uh, you see how it is three D. But uh, that's that just didn't pan out. I bought in, and it was a wasted investment. But you do three of those, and one of them works. I don't hundred percent. Yeah, you and and I think the main thing with that too is is uh diversi- diversifying, and not being. Negative on new trends, not being like, Oh, I don't like that, you know, oh, 360, whatever that looks weird. I don't want to do it. No, you can't have that mind with business. It's what is hot right now. What is like, you can't have, I mean, personal opinions aside, if you really don't enjoy doing it, don't do it. But if you are as a business, if you're like, This could potentially be big, 10 years be open to it. 10 years ago, um, when Facebook was still young online, you know having a website was superficial, you didn't necessarily need it, but well, I mean it was fifteen years ago. But the um the culture was very different. If somebody were to tell you um you could make a hundred thousand dollars a year by posting memes on your Facebook page and making memes and literally taking videos and putting your your logo at the bottom of it. it like yeah. like the dude from SoFlow. Yeah. Um He posted a picture of himself like, I'm living the dream. I bought a BMW IA as a $100,000 car um, because he owns a website that literally takes somebody else's content, puts his logo on it. and I'm sure that it's going to cause a whole bunch of problems later on. But he's making a ton of money. Like a ton of money doing it. You can't plan for that. And years ago, you you would think whoever told you that that would be the thing is absolutely insane so you just kind of have stages just you can't I mean anything can if you if you anything can happen if it just hits right at the right time or you put enough work into it like literally you can do anything you do with the internet you can do anything you can do anything you want yeah like it's open you just got to really double down on. you keep an in you keep an open mind about what's hot what's not yeah. and, um just keep evolving keep changing don't stick to what you know right Expand. Stick to the stuff that you don't know as well. Like, just take a couple risks, Um, and you bring your style to everything. And that's what that's what the main thing is. Like, find you know your version of 360 video or this other thing. Like, what is your? That's not even the style that people are after. The style of Snowman Films is your personality. Right. Style of Skipper Films is my personality. The experience that we give them on set. The experience that we give them on the phone. How we. Present ourselves and how we talk to the clients and how we're friends with them. That's our style, and that's that. There's no trends that that can go up. Now that's just specifically human interaction and experience. Which at mm-hmm. this day and time, we are all in a customer service industry. Mm-hmm. Even if you're selling something on, you know, even if your product is something that you sell online on Amazon, you still have to have the element of customer service. If you're video producers and your product is a video. You are selling customer service. You're selling your personality. You're selling the, the company personality. Once you start expanding to from a one-man band to a company, your company still has to have that personality. Yeah. Uh, I've gone through a ton of people trying to do sales and different aspects of my business I've been trying to delegate, delegate that have been unsuccessful because they didn't have the personality. Uh, that's actually huge so what uh what is your current kind of setup with the business like what, how I got employees you have contractors like when do you have say but uh, I have two employees um Brian bolito I knew him from parkour uh he was on the tribe with me he you know we went way back solid human solid human <laughs> um he has always we've always had a very similar personality same kind of jokes same kind of you know this is how we get along with people. We can talk to literally anybody and have a conversation with them. Um, it's not just we can't associate with someone who's way into sports because that's just not our forte. We can talk to them about sports. We can talk to this person about the arts. We can talk to this person about you know we just have our the, our hands in every different um, area of what's popular, what's fun, what's yeah we. And if we don't know anything about their interest, we talk to them about it, ask them to find out about it, and we say, "Not awesome, that's so cool that you are making a living doing this. um, What does he do for you? uh, So he's my re-named man. He does, yeah, number two. Number two, and because your profit margin should be 75% of the entire project. So that should be a $3,000 job. Mm -hmm. Booking a job shouldn't feel like you've won a client they should feel like they've won a production company Mm -hmm. because they need to be
0: super excited about it.
1: Yeah, I learned early on that Google was my main source of where I need to be getting my business.
0: Hey, quick question before we get started. Would you like to win a free piece of clothing from Snowman Films and a 30-minute chat about your creative journey with me? I know that I would love to connect with you, and I know that I would have loved to talk with somebody who had experienced a similar path when I was getting started. So let's make it happen. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe to the Conversations with Creators podcast. Rate and review and share it in just five easy steps. First, write a review on your preferred podcasting platform and rate it five stars for good karma. Then, screenshot your review and share it on social media, tagging Snowman Films. Each month, I'll select one random winner to receive a free piece of clothing from our store and a 30 minute virtual coaching call with me. Again, subscribe, write a review rate the show, screenshot that review, share it on social media tagging Snowman Films, and get entered into a drawing for that one-on-one virtual session with me and some free swag. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate you, and I'm excited to see you in our one-on-one virtual call soon. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So the big question is this. How are creators like us, who aren't built for the 9 to 5, for the people who put their passion... Before them being comfortable, how do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman and welcome to Conversations with Creators.
1: So, we're here in Denver. We are. Yep, we're here in Denver. I am here in Denver. You're always here, man. Who's here? How far outside of Denver? Uh, like 15, 20, minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Um... Uh, we're here on the shoot uh, with my company, Skipper Films, uh, and I knew, uh, I knew Noah was local, so I reached out so you can help me out here, because I needed some people. Clearing up with the gig, very thankful, of course, always, always appreciate it. always appreciate appreciating good help, so, um, and while we're here, I wanted to talk with Noah, because he had a question on his Facebook page about, you know, upscaling his business. And I, I know I just went through that process myself. So I, I've, uh, I know, I know he doesn't have to go through the uh, the hassle of failing a bunch of time. <laughs> Hopefully he can, he and everybody watching this can get something out of this um, that might help them go forward. And some of it can be non-video specific, so it can apply to, um, you know, anybody out there trying their, their hand at entrepreneurship, um, because it's, it, it's going to be farther reaching than just, here's how you shoot a good video. It's going to be more like, here's how you deal with a client. Here's how you deal with the situation. Um, and those are, those, are, I mean, you make great content and the rest falls into place. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, you know how to make a great video. Why can't you be up here? Right. And instead of down here, um, how you made your vision line up with what's actually happening and how do you get there? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know you probably have a couple questions. Let's... Uh, yeah, from the top. Um, so, let's see. I mean, the main thing... So, my current... I'm just going to be straight up, honest. My current problem is that I have
0: uh, a lot of client work and a lot of uh, personal stuff and all that. And um, the... I have so much work that I can handle it all myself,
1: but it will take longer for me to A, deliver to clients, B, to actually get personal projects done over time because I need the money coming in first from the client projects, but then to keep up with my personal stuff, um, and C, to uh, build out a team without, like, there isn't a crazy amount of extra money. So uh, there's like more than, like, I'm not like, oh crap, I'm not going to make rent.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I can make rent, but there's not a whole lot on top of that. So try to figure out, a, basically a business plan on how to scale bring on help but at a
1: you know a just starting level to where it doesn't make me broke sure the overhead isn't insane but it still like helps wipe the load a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's uh that's absolutely a legitimate concern uh that I had the same ones couple a uh, couple months and years ago the bringing on a team shouldn't be cons- shouldn't be an afterthought Right. It shouldn't be you take on a job, you do this, and then you realize, oh, crap, I need more people. I need more help. I need someone to edit this. I need um, – it. you need to be building that price in going forward. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't take on any projects thinking that I'm going to do this myself. I need to be able to charge the client, and I need to be paying myself as a freelancer, and then the company needs to be making some money right right. on top of that. So um, if I – I assume this is gonna take three people and I'm one of those people I don't discount that right I pay myself what I'm worth um and then the company gets the rest of the money um but I also have in line an editor and I have and I know that's that's so far reaching because you are trying to take on as much because that gives you more profit margin right um that but, makes sense though like knowing that you know whatever so knowing from the start like whatever the lineup is whatever, when you go in, if you know they're like, okay, this, just making the decision, like, I'm not, so, say, editing, because I, I can shoot most, I, for shooting, I can handle mostly myself, I bring on beards, I've brought up to, say, like, six cameras on set before something, I know how to bring on a camera team, sure, it's mostly post-production of, like, how to, and then there's, so, that plus, like, I'm doing a lot of uh stock video stuff right now. In fact, having somebody to be able to do the mundane stuff on that. Doing stock video like you're selling to is Correct. If you're selling footage to stock video sites, selling it, well, you know, well putting it up on there people are buying a churn. But like I have a ton that's just sitting there. Okay. And I don't have time because of live projects to be able to like make that be profitable. I've never actually gotten into the stock. It's pretty decent, is it? Yeah, I'm, I've uh, I, see. I got seventy bucks coming in this month, That's and I have what not a lot of work. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, one. It's it's. I think it's a solid business plan. And for like a stock, it's always it's always so specific. Like, uh, whenever I look for stock footage, it needs to be like woman with medium to short hair sipping coffee near a window on her right side. What? You have to get so specific. Literally how do you name it? I know. <laughs> oh, it's the and that's why it needs a fucking cause it's it's like it's the biggest pain in the ass to like tag it correctly and make like yeah. say, you know, parkour action clip, like young athletic man in black shirt bolts through concrete environment and does a back like it's just it's so detailed and right. to do that, you know, to me I'm I'm not sure I am yelling or blow the audio. No, anyway Um to make it that specific but then also uh to do that you basically to make it a good thing you have to have like a hundred clips yeah so to do that a hundred times is just insane that um that's so then you have to start looking at um i mean what is your date rate so you take your day rate and is it worth you sitting around all day um for 70 bucks a month right a whole day just to name all these clips and and i've done that like i Figured out the hard way several different aspects of my business that just weren't worth it, mm-hmm. and even though it was making some money, um, I figured that sacrifice a little bit now for hopefully a greater return later. That's, that's the main thing. On this. And, and nothing to get rid of this aspect. Of if you, if you have faith in it, if you've seen, Successful there's a storage. there's a plan for it. For okay, me. there's a lot of it. I think that I I have a hunch that what I'm doing with it can work. Yeah, but it's that passive like do a bunch of work up front and then we you know market it and, and do it correctly to where it
0: can really come back in the future yeah and that's part of the problem is is um and it's it's hard because it's like trying to plan for future as well as current yeah. because part of like a decent amount of projects that i have right now are doing like
1: so like i'm doing some some video courses basically with different people and uh i'm getting paid up front for filming and i'm basically saying okay i'll take percentage of sales for editing because i believe that this will be a, th- yeah. a big thing in the future yeah um so it's like one of those it's hard to, and and that's by the way I've, I've done that a bunch of times like we do kickstarter videos a lot um and i've said you know give you a deal now <laughs> uh, basically at cost what it takes us to make it and then all the profit comes in uh as a percentage of what the kickstarter raises uh I've lost my Kickstarter. Yeah, and Kickstarter is hard. It is hard. And we've had successful Kickstarters and yeah. not successful. Um, and the successful ones all seem to be, you know, we'll pay you what you we'll pay you whatever a video costs. and